0: hello everyone this is the last ones in where being late to the party isn't always a bad thing i of course am your host dry archuleta right next to me we have e hello and right across from me we have robbie hey guys And this week we're taking a look at 2006's The Last Kiss. So uh, this is the third movie in our anti-love month theme thing. Uh, This movie has a lot of comedy in it. also has a lot of sadness in it. So I think it's a good transition into our last movie next month, which is more comedy than anything else.
1: So we go from kind of just like a sad movie to a really sad movie to a sad movie with some comedy to mostly comedy.
0: Yeah, uh, I wanted to start us high, bring us down real low, and then end on a real high note again. Just slowly start to bring yourselves back up. We're yeah, just so give hopefully you all flash. In, month, in March we'll uh, have more happy things than this month, I'm hoping. Hopefully?
1: I, I don't know. We wa- I guess like this is just for me and Drya,
0: but we watch a lot of sad movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really, really like sad movies, so this month is... This is uh, This is really just for me. <laughs> I mean, it's kind
1: of for me, too, but I, I don't want to say equally watch sad movies, but I do watch a lot of sad movies. I thought this
0: was my month. Oh. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, I didn't mention that. it, but also starring Jacinda Barrett. I should mention that, because she, she has equal billing. Uh, I'm not sure if I know who that is. You probably don't. She's not been... Well, I, she's been in some stuff, but this was her film debut. I believe okay. she is the
2: female lead in this movie.
0: Wow, that is... You're really on point this week, E. I know. (laughs) I think me and E are just kind of switching points at this
1: week for some reason.
0: Yeah. But uh, I have obviously seen this movie. I really, really love it. Um, Neither of you have. Nope. Which is cool. I really, really love showing people new movies. Let's start with Robbie. What do you think this movie's about? Um, So The Last Kiss, it almost seems like it's...
1: I almost want to say it's like the end of a relationship or like the end of a marriage almost because, you know, it's like you kind of just seal it on a last kiss. So that's kind of my basis on it. But it's just kind of uh, for how this month's themes has been going. It almost seems like a, a rom-com turned on top of its head because that's kind of what some of the movies we've been watching this month have been about. With, you know, just like, oh, yeah, this is what they would typically do in this movie. But let's just not do that. Or, like, let's find a way to just destroy that part of it. And then they have to come back from the ashes of that. And that's almost what that seems like. Either, like, you know, a marriage has ended somewhere or a relationship has ended somewhere. And it's just kind of them rebuilding it afterwards.
2: E, what do you think it's going to be about? So I think it's there are these there was a dude and a dude and they were dating. But, like, in college, they went to different colleges. So they kind of drifted apart. And eventually the dude's like, i he realizes he never got the closure because they decided to separate, I guess, because that's what people do for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so he d- realized he didn't have closure, so he goes on like a road trip to visit that girl for his last kiss. I would watch that movie. That seems like a really fun yeah. movie.
1: <laughs> it seems like a weird version of ro- that movie Road Trip.
0: Or uh, Sex Drive. Uh, I haven't seen
1: either of those movies in a while.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody should watch Sex Drive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I feel like it shouldn't exist. Uh, it's about driving to have sex. Yeah. Well, that's trip. a little better than what it, I thought it, it, it would it's be a, Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was about driving while having sex?
2: No, I thought it was about a sex drive. Like, somebody who is very sexual? No. <laughs>
1: what like is it? Am I... Dri- someone driving and having sex at the same time, maybe? Is, is there, there like, like, a thing
0: that I'm not understanding <laughs> oh. what's a sex drive?
1: <laughs> he, he's thinking of sex trafficking. Oh! <laughs> that's that's totally different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's not that at all. <laughs> that would make a horrible huh. comedy. <laughs> bad t- that would be a bad taste yeah i'm, I I'm think gonna say so. i'm gonna say but uh, yeah i would watch that movie
2: <laughs> which one i think we had the like first one. The first, the one the first one you <laughs> mentioned not the last one <laughs> it's it's kind of like a lot of
0: road trip. trip movies about just getting fucked huh yeah there is that's what most People of the road are trip movies are make society turn but before we go any further i'm gonna read the back of this box to you guys zach braff stars in this hilarious irresistibly genuine comedy about love life temptation and other stuff that seriously messes with your head Facing the double whammy of his 30th birthday and the prospect of marriage, Michael is at a crossroads. But just as he's about to kiss the freedom goodbye, he meets a sexy, free-spirited young woman who could be his last chance at excitement, or his first step into an emotional freefall zone. From the Oscar-winning writer of Million Dollar Baby, The Last Kiss is a smart, witty, sexy take on the perils of becoming an adult. So, uh, we were both off. How's the back of the box stack up to what you thought it was going to be?
2: I think I'm not going to enjoy this movie. <laughs> really? I think you uh, will. Just the sounds of it sounds like the main character is kind of terrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's kind of a lot of movies like this.
2: Also, I don't like, what's I up think with... that's this whole month? Yeah, I guess, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's fair. I never understand. Like, what's up with the weird stereotype that men hate being married? Uh, that's I been a stereotype for a long time. A yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't get it. I uh, just always like men like to get
0: their dick wet. I think is the thing. You can't do that when you're married. Not with other people. It's looked. It's definitely frowned upon to have sex with other people when you're married. <laughs> I suppose so. Like you, you shouldn't do that unless you guys have a mutual agreement that you both want to be fucking other people besides the two people that are involved in the marriage. I mean. I guess swinger couples is becoming more
3: of
2: a yeah. If
0: you want, if you're a swinger yeah. couple, that's awesome. But that is a consensual agreement between two adults that, to that fuck very much other is. adults. That very much is. I
2: don't know. From the sounds of love, usually you choose someone you love and would be cool with getting your dick wet, as you put it, with the uh-huh. one person. Yeah, theoretically,
0: yeah. Like, yeah. what if someone walks up to you and they're like, "I want to have sex with you," and you're like, oh, "I would say no, you."
2: Oh. Yeah, but what Go if? <laughs> That's
0: just in general
2: for you, though. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't not... think these hypotheticals can work with someone who would actually just say no if someone I mean, asked for sex.
1: There are hypotheticals, but not everybody is like you. Not everybody carries a big container of salt with them. So every single time someone tries to proposition them, you just start throwing salt at them. like, yeah, Get away! on, <laughs>
0: demon!
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> well,
0: wasn't, wasn't there a thing going on at your dorm a couple weeks ago where someone tried to show you their boobs?
2: Yeah, uh, someone, so I was coming home from a, a podcast at, and you know, it's like one in the morning when I get home from these and I was just walking and I just hear someone, Hey, you want to, you want to see my boobs? And I said, not particularly. <laughs> and she was very sad about that. She's like, she's, I think she actually said after, I just want to show some of my boobs to like the other people who were on the balcony with her. Living in a dorm area seems like the worst. It does.
1: I mean, to be fair, whenever I went to Job Corps, like, there was women who were showing their tits for cigarettes all the yeah, time. Yeah, because
0: you went to a prison for three years. I, Voluntarily. I wasn't, I wasn't there for three years. How long were you there? <laughs> I was there for a year.
3: Huh.
2: feels like, like a lot longer that's, to it's be about able... seven years in dog years. I think that's... <laughs> I think it's like, ten
0: in prison years, yeah. too. So, like, you were there for ten years. Uh, I... Yes, <laughs> in it your frame definitely, of mind? It was I mean, definitely
1: prison. I, I was in Utah for seven years, so you can say I was in prison for seven years for being in Utah. Ah, uh, you guys have weird ways of looking at time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> time isn't just a straight line, man.
2: Time is an illusion.
0: Yeah, bro. So anyways,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about time we get this into the Blu-ray player.
0: Yeah, let's go take a look at this movie. We'll be back here in a little bit with you guys to let you know what we thought about it. Talk to you in a bit. See ya. And we are back. So, uh, let's start with E over
2: here. What'd you, what'd you think? What'd you think of the movie? What'd you think of the film, the flick? Uh, my prediction was like, right, I didn't really like this movie much. In fact, I think I was also correct in all my problems just lie with the main character.
0: Well, I mean, he's not supposed to be likable. I mean, No, he's supposed but to be like... Likable, he-
2: but- there's a difference between he's not supposed to be likable, but he still has to carry the film, and I don't think he did for me, personally. Interesting. In fact, I think I liked every one, every other of the characters, except for the main one. I would much enjoy this movie more about any of the other characters, I feel. Really? Yep. Just his story didn't click with you? No, I just didn't like it. <laughs> huh. Okay. So,
0: on a buy, right. stream, oh. or pass, what would you say? I think I know the answer.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to say pass, unless you, like, really want a movie about someone who... Well, I guess spoilers, so I won't finish that until later. <laughs> about 30 something struggling with existence? Uh, sure, let's go with that for now. <laughs> I right. can expand on it later.
0: Robbie, what did you think about it? I like the movie. Um,
1: I guess I somewhat agree with him in the sense that, like, there were more interesting... like. All the inter are all the characters are interesting, at least in my opinion they were. But I did like the fact that the movie wasn't just about this one sole thing. It was about a whole lot of things happening all at once. And it was every character felt important to me in this movie. And I did like the movie. Um it wasn't like the greatest movie we've watched on the podcast, but it was a good one. But I think it also kind of resonates with me and you a little bit more with, you know, it's about a guy that's twenty nine. Yeah and struggling with existence, and I'm 29. Um, I'm not sure if I would give it a buy, though. Like, it it was a good movie. Um, a lot happens in a very short amount of time in this movie, too. It does have a pretty solid story. Uh, if I had any main problems with it, it's, oh, without spoiling anything, it was that, like, everything feels like it's meant to click together, but it doesn't. Or It does not doesn't click together. Like, it's just less of, like, all these things matter, and more of these are all just happening at the same time kind of scenario. But I would say at least uh if you can find a place to stream this movie, I would say at least stream it. It is definitely worth a watch. So for me
0: personally, I really really love this movie. It does a lot for me on a few different levels, I guess, because a few years ago I was in a very different place than I am right now, and so I related to different characters. Because for those that don't know, you follow a group of 4 Five, four, Technically
2: four. five, but one disappears pretty early in the movie. I don't know if I would even count the fifth one because it's just... He's really just the
0: the setup for everything. Yeah, I suppose so. He, like, he, kinda... He's kind of plot convenience. He doesn't even have any lines, really. Uh, yeah. So, for me personally, <laughs> a few years ago I related with different characters in it for different reasons. And I relate with other characters now for different reasons, I would say. The thing that I think the movie does best is the dichotomy between all these people who are at the same age all struggling with very different things this is very early on in the movie so I, I i don't consider it spoilers really but one is struggling with a breakup one is struggling with a marriage and having a kid the other is about to go into having a kid and struggling with the idea of a marriage and the other one is a struggling bachelor with commitment. Yeah. with commitment really yeah yeah um so they're all in very different places and you get to see this viewpoint of being this 29 going on 30 person and not knowing how to deal with the life that you've built for yourself at the time
1: which yeah and I was gonna say um who I relate to in the movie now is different like I relate to all the characters but with
0: very different times in my life and I think that's what makes it so interesting and so fun because they all have this thing that they are with it's age it's getting over that hurdle of Going into middle age and going into what your life will be at that point, really. And none of them really know how to deal with it. Uh, I think that's what I like about it the most. And I think it handles all those storylines mostly well, except for one of them, which he's mostly a catalyst to get everybody else to get their ass moving. But yeah, I uh, I like the movie a lot. I, I really, I really, really, really do love it. And I think there's two or three scenes in it that hit me really, really hard in a way that we'll get into once we start going through the nitty gritty details of it i own this movie obviously my opinion of it is
1: by so Uh, we kind of have three separate uh opinions about this we have like one that didn't like it one that like i did like the movie don't get me wrong it was just like i guess there were like scenes that did stand out to me though too in it but like it was one of those like it's a good but not great movie
0: i think with all of our (laughs) very different ratings it puts it at least a stream which unfortunately for this movie just streaming it is a little more difficult it is available to rent in a few different places. You can find it on Amazon, YouTube, Google Play, stuff like that. $2.99. I imagine that's 480p or whatever. I don't know. I don't rent digital movies much anymore, so I don't really know the the quality that they give you on those. But it is easy to go out there and rent if you don't want to buy it. Buying it on Amazon and stuff like that probably pretty easy at your local mom and pop's. Maybe not so much.
2: With that going, I think it is time we can get into some of the spoiler territory. So if you do want to watch this movie, feel free to use this time to do so and then come back and listen to us talk about it, I suppose.
0: That would be great if you came back, but we'll be back here in just a little bit. So the movie starts off with a bunch of sexy legs walking by in slow-mo. Is that what that scene was for? Yeah, it's all women's legs, very sexy legs. I didn't even notice. I just thought it was like an
2: intersection.
0: I mean, it is an intersection. Yeah,
2: but is that, that's the point of it, though.
0: That's the point of it. Huh. <laughs> uh, the director actually, first fun fact of the evening, I don't, my research got cut short on this one, so my fun facts are a bit light, light-handed on this. I apologize in advance. But first fun fact of the evening is that the director went way out of his way to do uh, auditions for all of these sexy legs. So at a certain point, he was just staring at dozens and dozens and dozens of pictures of women's legs to get the sexiest legs possible for this scene. Weird.
1: Yeah, it is weird. I mean, it kind of makes sense for the context of this very first scene, but
0: I think it subconsciously works a little bit. Not he didn't me. even yeah, Not for it. me, apparently. <laughs>
2: yeah. I was like, I mean, I... Oh, hey, that's an interesting card. They're from Wisconsin.
0: They are from Wisconsin (laughs) That's what I got from the first scene
2: They're from Wisconsin (laughs) Not even if they were in
0: it Just they're from there Well they're also in it Yeah You get that slow-mo walk Of all the sexy legs going by The camera pans up to In a vehicle that's pulling up And we see our two main characters I would say Uh, You see Zach Braff Who plays Mike And Um, Jettica Barrett Jacinda Barrett As Jenna Jessica Rabbit Okay Well she's wearing a red dress In this picture But you see them in the car. They're talking about how, well, Zach Braff's character, Mike, is talking about how it's so weird, how it's cool to drive this $20,000 hybrid now. $20,000? That's what he said. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. And then you get a voiceover saying he tries to picture himself at a younger age of what he would look like when he was 30. It's mostly everything that he imagined. He's still best friends with the people he grew up with and he's in love with his dream girl. Everything is perfect according to what he always imagined it should be. Just one thing I wanted to point out from that first scene that seemed
1: pretty pivotal on where the movie's direction was going is like, he did talk about how he thought things were going to be going but like he has this little scene with his wife and you know they're talking about their them building their life together and then like after they kiss and hug while they're sitting at this red light light, uh, this bus comes up right next to them and there's a Victoria's Secret model like plastered on the side of the bus and he like just takes his time while he's hugging his wife to like just nod over and look at this advertisement which kind of Gives a little bit of a foreshadowing of where this movie's going towards. Yeah,
0: which, fun fact also on that one, it took them a really long time to get that shot right. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't use a stunt driver for it. They used the actual bus driver for that bus. Ooh. And he did not know how to hit a mark, apparently. <laughs> so it took him a really long time to get that shot
2: right. I feel like he should have just, like, kept going forward and backwards and <laughs> telling the <only> right <laughs> shot. <laughs> and like, wait, what's That's- this bus doing? <laughs> this bus is adding more foreshadowing
0: to the movie! <laughs> so after all of that... It goes over to dinner at jenna's parents house and pretty much immediately they say we're doing it and doing what we have the next step in our life getting married no actually we're having a baby yeah. and the mom is trying to be thrilled about yeah, it. yeah it's like they're
1: like oh con- congratulations like they're very hesitant to say like congratulations and like they're
0: happy for them but they're not happy about it um the dad is supportive and he's happy for it but the mom is the one that's struggling to find the good in the situation which i think shows a lot about where her character is at mentally as well yeah and i think it's kind of the congratulations of someone
1: who's not in a very good place for themselves but they're trying to be happy for other people
0: parent always wants the best for their child right and tries to show it even when they have a hard time showing it they're talking and they ask how long it's been she says well, we're 10 months pregnant or 10 weeks 10, pregnant. God, 10, 10 months,
1: months. pregnant. That'd be I can't really, believe you haven't noticed. If, yeah, You, I was you say haven't it. noticed. We should have had the baby already. But
2: we wanted to wait for you guys to notice and it's just been so long. Yeah. You guys haven't said a
1: damn word to us, so the baby's still here. So, we have to say something so I can finally
0: have this birth
1: a month late.
2: <laughs> it's been 10 weeks. Yes, it's
0: been 10 weeks. And they're like, "Oh, well, we have to celebrate. Get the champagne." And so she comes and brings out the champagne, it's hot. And he's like, well, it's going to be hot, so it's going to burst everywhere. And it opens up, champagne bursts everywhere, they're drinking champagne. Fun fact! For the first few bottles with takes they took for that, they didn't realize they were using real champagne. And they realized three bottles in that they were all drinking real champagne. Oh, <laughs> nice. So that's how long it took them to get non-alcoholic in there. And the director was like, well, can we try and get like non-alcoholic in there? Like, pretend sip it. Can you pretend sip it? Yeah. <laughs> So that's kind it took of weird. them a
1: while of drinking real champagne to realize <laughs> that, That's kind of weird that they couldn't get Like sparkling cider
2: of some kind They probably of... didn't think it would take that many Shots to Yeah, just It's a real get... short scene honestly Yeah, <laughs> Actually is that how champagne works If it's warm it's more likely to explode I've only
0: had champagne once and it was served to me And I only took a sip Don't like the stuff, couldn't tell you Fair enough. I don't celebrate things enough to drink champagne enough to know There's no celebrations here I do not celebrate, I hate it It's the worst celebration is for the week yeah only the week celebrate things i am a warrior thank you okay buddy <laughs> <laughs> so the conversation goes on to them talking about why haven't they gotten married yet they're kind of trying to dance around the issue saying well they're they they do not want to get married now because then it's just going to seem like they're getting married because of the baby yeah and, and so like, they want to hold off they're
2: busy with their jobs and um yeah.
0: school is she in school i don't know I, I think it's remember. mostly
1: just like, uh, yeah, Michael's, uh, Michael's saying like, hey, he's busy with work and everything, and they're just trying to get their bearings together.
0: Pretty much there's some things that you would tell people to try to get them off your back when they start asking
2: you about what you're going to do with your life.
0: Yeah. Very common situation I've been in before. I think we've all been in that
2: situation before. Um, Kind of? They ask me if I have a girlfriend a lot, and I'm like, no, and they're like, why? And I don't really know how to respond because hey, people e, don't like the... <laughs> you have a girlfriend? No. Why? When are you going to settle down, E? So it's dinner. uh, After after dinner, I think it kind of cuts back to the house, right?
0: Well, the dad starts making a toast, everybody. Oh, right. It's my little girl and your little boy or girl and the young man responsible for the whole thing. They toast, they drink, they have a great time. And then you get some more voiceover from Zach Braff saying, if you have to settle down and have a baby... This is the kind of woman you want to do it with. And then it goes over to Zach and his wife at home and they're talking about how she's starting to get fat or she's going to get fat once she's pregnant. He didn't say it so much like
1: that. What he told her is he said, "Uh, I can see you getting fat, but not ugly is what he told her. And then that's when he started the same thing. Then that's whenever he starts like, you know, groping on his wife and telling her that she has like perfect breasts and perfect ass and everything. And just kind of like showing them their little perfect house and their little perfect life
0: Mm -hmm. they have together everything just a little too perfect for him. And yeah. then he's called pathetic by his wife. What? I didn't catch that line.
2: Yeah. She said, you're so pathetic.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so he starts to get up and go to meet his friend Chris outside. And she asks like, does it bother you that we didn't plan this baby? I'm like, No, of course not. Why would it bother me?
2: The face of someone who is very bothered.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's she's talking about like, well, I just if you want if it does bother you, I just want you to be able to talk to me. He's Like, of course it doesn't bother me. And then she tells him to go have fun with all of the strippers. He's like, I would never go and have fun with strippers. Cut to two women making out. Yeah. And they're like making out and like getting
2: very intimate on a hammock. Yes.
0: I found Sounds
2: very dangerous. Hammock making out. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's the thrill.
2: Like, I can't even, like, lay in a hammock without almost falling off of it. Like, imagine trying to do intricate movements like that on a hammock.
0: Intricate movements? They're kissing. Yeah. That's not
2: intricate. Very.
0: It's your mouth. Yeah. It's just your mouth doing things. How many muscles are in the mouth? I don't know. How many muscles are in the mouth? I don't know.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, uh, it's the five guys together. The one guy who doesn't really say anything about this no, entire movie it's just, his bachelor party yeah it's at his bachelor party and he
2: just has this look of awe on his face and everyone has actually a no at, he does say something here doesn't he? he's like i no? thought he tells someone else like oh this was the how did you even get the, or no it was the other one who said how did you even get these people yeah because uh it starts cutting and like kind of showing
1: everyone in the party and you know there's him mark He has a name, weirdly enough. Okay, but yeah, it shows Mark and like he just has this look of (laughs) awe on his face, and then it cuts next to Kenny, who just has a smile on his face, like "Yeah, I got this going."
0: And it's just panning across all these friends watching them make out, watching the two girls make out, and then you see Ken, and he looks happy. Chris, he looks happy, but maybe a little shocked. You get Izzy, who is just having a breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I don't know he is crying. huh? Yeah, he is.
1: He's like crying during this scene. And then there's Michael and he's just like, seems a little bit uncomfortable throughout the entire situation. But he's still watching. Isn't yeah, he, he
0: is still definitely watching. He's still definitely watching these two girls make out on a hammock. Yeah. And the two girls start freaking out because Izzy is crying. And they're like, no, 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 he's fine. It's just his mother died and she was a lesbian. <laughs> so dumb. Like... <laughs> but it's at this point
1: that uh, Michael decides he's going to go ahead and take Izzy out and have like a little talk with him away from the girls and like you know let the girls do their thing yeah tells them Not to keep working to, yeah keep working and doing their thing so they don't have to watch a crying man watch them to make out on yeah we're trying to make
0: out <laughs> <laughs> izzy and mike are outside talking on a curb the friend izzy says that he basically had his whole life laid out in front of him and then his ex just yanked it out at the last second izzy says that he really envies Mike, because he has everything going on for me. He has this great job. He has the most perfect woman. And all the while, Mike looks. Yeah, just like, yeah, I guess I do. <sighs> yes. Yeah. He just... Kind of looked at his face. Not worried or bored, but just someone who doesn't quite understand what they want. They have everything that they've always thought they wanted, but but now it's not satisfying yeah. them. So... Izzy's talking to him, he said, he tells Mike that he left the cheese factory that he was working at, and that the only thing that he wants to do now is he wants to go on this big road trip. He wants to go to South America, and he wants to go and save people.
2: Is and that why he wanted to go there, I thought he just was like, I'm on out? That was his excuse. I, yeah. don't, I don't see why you really need an excuse. You
0: don't, but people need to
2: feel justified. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk to regular people in the real world,
0: people <laughs> so need much, justifications for doing things. I don't
2: like, know, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just go to South America and be
0: like, okay. You would be like, okay, everyone else would be like, why are you going? They I just want to go. Why is it their business? It's uh, because people. People have conversations (laughs) and talk. (laughs) You don't just hide everything from everybody and be a hermit, How's that hiding? (laughs) That's like the realest answer, just like, oh, cool. Because you don't just say like, oh, cool. You ask like, oh, why are you going? Because people normally have reasons for doing things. (sighs) Especially when it's something kind
1: of extreme out of the blue. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they have a reason. Why do I need to ju- Why do they need to justify it to me? Like I said people are people nosy and want to know. conversation, man.
3: <laughs>
0: I guess. If I were to get up and be like, "I'm going to Los Angeles." You wouldn't just be like, "Cool." And then never ask I mean, me about okay. it. Okay. E would be like, "Cool." I, I would ask you why. <laughs> a normal human being would be curious. <laughs> <laughs> so after all of that, cuts to the next day, and there's a wedding reception going on. You get to see the friend whose bachelor party it was the night before he's making the speech. Doesn't really matter. Says he's happy and everything's beautiful yeah. and amazing. It's pretty throwaway speech stuff. It's very ha- it's very stereotypical happy wedding stuff. hmm Jenna says, like, Wow, isn't the bride just gorgeous? And Mike's like, Well, yeah, but she's nothing compared to your beauty. And they're oh, you know, he's like, Oh, I got my own aw. Yeah, yeah. you got your own aw. And they're having this cute little couple moment. They're dorks. They are.
1: Yeah. During that scene, like right after he tells her, like not as beautiful as you, and they have this little awe moment together. It's whenever right. he looks over to the side, and there's just this one girl that's just sticking out like a sore thumb to him. I thought that wedding. was before he even said that.
0: It's around the same time. It's around the same time. It yeah, could I be guess before it's not or after.
1: Vital. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's not vital when it happened. It just it's something that happens. It's it's moving the plot forward. Yeah. This young brunette. Yep. This young brunette that just kind of is sticking out in the crowd to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So yeah, he looks over, and there's someone at the bar yeah it's at the bar there's one at a
0: bar and all of the friends uh all three of them well chris ken and mike they all look at each other and they're like oh shit and they all get up and go to talk to this person like, okay something's weird going on here and when they get there they start asking her like man why are you here you know that he can't handle this right now and she's just like well if he can't handle it maybe he should be the one not here we all have the same friends why do i have to be the one that's secluded from everything and that's when Izzy walks up. and You're like, "Hey, what are you? Uh, what are you doing here?" Yeah, which kind of
1: you know imply, or I guess it implies, but it's just one, or very strongly implies that this is Izzy's ex-wife. It starts with implication yeah. and then goes way yeah, past implication.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah or just like, application. It's just, just kind this
1: of one point. of those. All the or all the guys are trying to look out for Izzy and trying to tell her like, "Hey, like, hey, you need to go," or like, "You can't be doing this right now." And she just like kind of gives him a "fuck you" answer. And then it seems like they're trying to do this to try to you know save izzy from having to see her and then izzy just kind of pops up out of nowhere like, yeah.
0: what's going on <laughs> sort of saving izzy from having to see her but mostly saving izzy from having a breakdown and having to deal with izzy having a breakdown yeah and so izzy's breaking down during all of this says they've been together since they were 16 she's walking away He's like i took you to your fucking prom
2: yeah <laughs> kind really of making funny. a scene <laughs> uh, that's like a weird thing to me like is that like just the vital moment of his life then it's a vital it's, moment in a lot of people's lives. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of showing, like, high school
0: sweethearts,
1: like, after the love has died.
2: I don't know. Maybe it's just because I didn't go to prom or have any friends who went to prom.
0: Oh, fun fact I missed, by the way. The scene in front of Ken's house earlier in the movie was actually Zach's first day of shooting. I mean, the way that
1: Ken's house is kind of set up in this movie, like, I for half a second thought that they were having this bachelor party in, like, this kind of, like, little abandoned shop... So,
0: also fun fact, I guess I just didn't, I just didn't leave this one in. Um, yeah, that actually is an abandoned shop. Oh, okay. Neat. So, it, it, but the uh, how, yeah, cause but the it apartment very much is like, set up inside of it. Like, okay, it's the yeah, in there.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say because like I had to like throughout the movie realize like, oh, this is his apartment because at first I thought like it was just like either in a closed down storefront or it was in an abandoned storefront because that's what it all looked like with like the way that the windows were and like the plastic nice. over the door and like it just felt really weird and awkward but yeah it I is mean, an
0: abandoned storefront. depending on the apartment. city
2: that's not too far out
0: for an apartment i would kind of dig living in a storefront yeah so would i be kind of cool
2: but yeah back to the story yes. uh so izzy's kind of freaking out but like he's like whatever she's she, i'm over her he's <laughs> <But> not <laughs> clearly
0: not and then it cuts to them all dancing on the deck of at this party and they're all just kind of chilling out hanging out and chris has his baby and his baby starts crying, and the wife comes over, and she starts hassling him about it. Like, mm. what are you doing to him? He's so unhappy. Why are you making him cry? He's like, I'm not making him cry. And she's like, just give it to me. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously? Yeah. It's a very tense moment between Chris and his wife. Everything with Chris feels so tense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good, though. It's really good. It's just tense. He's it, my yeah, favorite it's character think, in the movie. Yeah. He's really good. So, fun fact for the wedding scene also... Um, most of the wedding was shot in really, really tight shots, if you noticed. Yeah. And that's because the entire week that they were shooting it, it was windy as fuck the whole week. And so all of the wide shots showed everything on the tables being blown off, people's dresses <laughs> blowing up, hair going everywhere. So everything they try to do in really tight shots.
2: That feels like a real wedding, though. I think they, I feel like they could have kept that in. Maybe, yeah. That's has got how weddings go sometimes. Yeah, it is.
0: It's true.
1: But yeah, there's a lot that is going on during this whole wedding scene, too.
0: But they're all just dancing on the dock, kind of having fun. And So he, what it was is after that scene, she <laughs> said that she's going to
1: go and uh, help her with the baby. He's like, all right, I'm going to go to the bar and get a beer. And, like, goes over to the bar, gets a
0: beer. And then this mystery girl walks up and starts talking to him. The young brunette from earlier. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to him. She's like, hey, what do you like to drink? He's like, uh, I don't know. I think I just kind of drink whatever. And then he says, like, I'll have a Budweiser. Bud Light no, he just says a beer. A beer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's <laughs> drinking a Budweiser, yeah. but... And so she's like, oh, I'll have a beer too. Obviously trying to just kind of get in with him already. Yeah. In a weird, creepy, flirtatious it, way. It, yeah, it's a very
1: flirtatious way. It's a very... Her trying to seem like she's being mysterious about it, but she's not. No. Like, she's really into him, but she's trying to play cool about it. But she's a college student, so yeah, she's
0: but,
2: not yeah. very cool at all. <laughs> Subtlety with a capital Y. Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that scene goes and She's like, oh, I gotta go... We, go help my friends because they oh, want to leave right. right she's like wait my, right here yeah
0: my friends have been trying to leave this party since we got here so i need to go and take them home you wait right here and are like yep i'll wait right here she walks away and, and, he, so immediately he. and yeah. he immediately immediately. that's
1: whenever he starts like walking around the shoreline is just kind of like having this little moment to
0: himself and longingly staring away at the world and then in the distance yeah he sees the treehouse and then it cuts over to Chris and Izzy. Izzy, and they're watching Izzy's ex dancing with her new boyfriend, and he's like, I can't believe she's doing it. I can't believe they're dancing. Like, look how handsome he is. God damn it. And Chris is like, yeah, he's handsome, but he's probably gay. And Izzy's like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, anybody that handsome has to be gay. I mean, I don't think he's that handsome, but look at him. Um, fun fact, by the way, <laughs> the only reason why he says the line that way, he's supposed to just talk about... Um, Casey Affleck is supposed to just talk about how handsome the man was. Yeah. But Casey Affleck was like he's not actually that handsome though. In, like real life Casey <laughs> Affleck just like he's not handsome. I can't. I can't mock and say he's handsome. and he, I don't think he's handsome. And so he added in the line like he's handsome. I mean, I don't think he's handsome. Like that wasn't supposed to be the line.
2: <laughs> that completely <laughs> changes his character from now on though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I was going wonder...
2: to Casey
1: Affleck just bleeding through on his character. I was
2: wondering you. why like cuz the so, like, there's, like, this implication that he's gay, too, from just that line, and then that kind of just doesn't get brought that's up. That's the implication? I feel like that's kind of like, really? oh, well, I, you know, I don't someone think he's someone who's in, itself, Yeah, someone right. who's in
1: the closet would probably, might say something like that.
2: I, I didn't pick that up at all. Oh, maybe you're not around <laughs> enough gay people. Like, that's just, like, kind of the in-the-closet kind of response that a lot of people give. I've also not known anybody in the closet. Yeah. They're usually way out there
1: whenever I meet them. It's that just is like true, he, like, half the guys that you knew that kinda swung that way. They're like, Oh yeah, I'm bisexual, but then we never saw them dating or like flirting with men or anything. It was that they're always with women.
2: Yeah, that's just kinda like a deflection thing for that like, oh well, you know, I'm not gay, but if I was, I would definitely think this man is quite attractive. (laughs) Huh. But I'm not that way. (laughs) Weird. I don't know, that's kinda how I read it. It like kinda like was the entire I think some of it's his like acts how he acts too, regardless. Yeah, he's real
0: subtle with his acting. So after all of that We get Mike walking up into the treehouse, and he's just sort of sitting there. And while he's sitting there, lo and behold, the brunette just happens to find him. I don't know how. It's she a
2: treehouse with an open wall. Yeah, fair enough. She probably just was like, yeah. hey, it's that guy who dished me.
0: <laughs> and so she walks up there, and they start having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Which conversation just mostly kind of goes on about life. and Yeah, he was like, something she,
2: about did, crisis? She asked him about crisis, I think? Think I think that's a bit. Well,
1: she's they start talking. She asks how old he, he or how old he is, what he does for a
0: job, and everything. And yeah, she starts talking she, about herself a little bit. And then the big question comes up, which is the first mistake that Mike makes here. She asks, "Like, do you have a girlfriend?" He really hesitates, and he says, mm, "Yeah, I do." There's
1: subtleties, but there's very big differences between like, oh, yeah, I have a girlfriend. and Oh, yeah, I have a girlfriend.
0: And oh, yeah, I have a fiance. Or oh, yeah, I'm married. Like there's like, differences. Yeah, I'm like, married. God, I've known so many guys like that. But yeah, they're sitting there talking. And since she is this dumb college student, all the conversation and flirting that she's doing with him is dumb college student flirting yeah. in conversation. Because, yeah, he does ask, like, so what do you do? And she's like, oh, I'm a musician. Well, not really a musician. but a student, but I really want to be a musician. Yeah. And kind a of thing. Like, oh, great. When do you graduate? a year well two actually It's like oh you graduate in two years that's you are very young <laughs> yeah real if i realizing like this person that i'm trying to be into
2: is really fucking young so i guess i'll bring that up and what a just the stuff i don't like about him he's really creepy around this pretty young person and i know like she is an adult but like it's creepy i mean she's technically 20. It's creepy. I I wouldn't say it's
1: creepy. It's not creepy, but it's about as creepy as if I went to E's college and started hitting on the girls over there, which is... I would say that's very very creepy. creepy. It is kind of creepy because they're 10 years younger. Yeah. And,
2: like, she acts a lot younger than her age, too, I'd argue. I would argue. I would say she acts like a college student. I I feel like she acts more like a high school student.
0: Also, I would say it's fair that you maybe don't know a college student who, like, what a college student is like when they're flirting.
2: Yeah, probably so uh,
0: a little different i would say i, mean, I still think it's, i guess the closest like, he
1: has is a college student who's
0: pissed off because no one wants to see her tits right which is pretty different <laughs> i don't even know if she was a college student my apartment's let anyone in oh fun anyway they're having this conversation and she's like oh my god like everybody's metabolism is freaking out and that's what's making them age just like dumb stuff yeah she's like look feel my heart. It's going so fast and she grabs his hand puts it on her chest he's like uh-huh uh, yep. That sure is. That's a That's fast a, heart you got there. and just it's all kind it of out. like an,
1: yeah. It's all kind of like this little awkward conversation between them. But yeah, she's giving him very much like philosophy from a dumb college student. Yeah,
0: which is fucking irritating. I love it. <laughs> I Since work college with, philosophy is the best. I work with so many stupid college students, and they try and tell me about what life is like. I'm like, uh huh. Yep, sure, sure, yeah. Uh huh. Go on, keep talking. It's fine. You'll learn. College <laughs> philosophy is the
2: best because somehow it always relates back to Nazis. And I don't know why, no matter what the topic is in a philosophy class, it will relate back to Nazis. We have
0: very different twenties, I think.
2: (laughs) I think we did. Well,
0: so it cuts over to Ken and this girl's just talking at him saying like, people are asking her to have a baby and what a baby is like. And when she's going to get married and just because she has a vagina doesn't mean she has all these things. It's like, you know what I mean? She's like, yeah, totally. My name's Ken, by the way, (laughs) just in this very suave, charming way. I really like Ken. He's yeah, um, a very charming character Yeah, it's a personality yeah. to
2: him for sure Oh yeah, definitely I like him a lot <laughs> I think it'd be a lot Very easy for me to like Really hate this character But I kind of can't He's, he's not a good person it's, But man He's a bad person No, he's not I think that Like especially in relation To the rest of the cast No, he's just yeah. Just a bachelor That's fine There's nothing wrong with that No He's the fun some single friend, friend. Well, <laughs> there's some parts Wrong with that later in the movie But yeah What, just
0: because He doesn't want to commit? Yes <laughs> That's, you don't have to commit if you don't want. I feel like that's a conversation
2: people need to have, though. Don't yuck his yum. What? You heard me. <laughs> find that first, and then maybe I can argue against it. No, that. I will not do that. <laughs> I will not yank no. his chain.
0: That's, that's your life, though. You can yank or not yank, whatever you want e. <laughs> oh, Yeah, It's Sorry, your yum. I... You don't have to yank it if you don't want to. <laughs> don't yuck my yums. <laughs>
2: vey, fey, fey. Uh, so, yeah, he's kind of like, yep, yeah, I'm Ken, and then... uh What's her name? Jen? Jane? Uh, she comes up and is like, hey, have you seen Mike? And he's like, nope. Oh, his wife? Yeah. Oh, Jenna. Jenna. Yeah, Jenna's, close. Walk-
0: <laughs> Jenna's walking. Well, actually, it cuts back to the Kim and Mike having a conversation oh. for a little bit. And that's when she starts asking, like, what his job is like and what he does. And he's like, I'm an architect. And then she's like, you, like, have a lot of hesitation there earlier. And it seems like you're kind of having a crisis. He's like, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm having a crisis, a permanent crisis. It's like, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just freaking out because everything that I thought my life would be like, it's exactly that, and there's just no more surprises left. Huh, yeah, it does sound like a permanent crisis. I don't know how to help you with that. It's like, yeah, I don't know how you could help me with that either. In a flirty way, though. Yeah. <laughs> In a very friendly Which, manner. Yes. Looking at it, and then now it's, it's the scene I was talking about? It's Ken and her making out, and the wife comes right. up, yeah, and she's like... It. Hey, don't mean to interrupt. They're making out hard, by the oh, way. Yeah. Like, they're about to fuck on this tree. <laughs> um, Gross. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I don't mean to bother you guys, but uh, have you seen Mike anywhere? And Ken's like, nope. And they, <laughs> she walks away. They just keep doing what they were doing and cuts back to Mike and Kim again. And they're talking. She, he's like, well, I uh, guess I better get back to the party. She's like, yeah, yeah, me, yeah, me too. And they start going down and they're walking around. She's like, well, I guess I better go. Uh, I hope I see you around. He's like, yep, see you around. And then she walks back, she's like, do you want my number? Do you have a pen? Uh, nope, no pen. She's like, well, that's fine. I go to whatever this college is, this Wisconsin college thing, and I hang around this bar all the time. Just come by. I get off at five on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Just come by. You'll see me around campus. He's like, cool, cool. She's like, all right, I hope I see you again. And then she pecks him on the cheek, which, I don't know, don't accept that if you're married. Not cool. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I'll say. Not fucking cool.
2: (laughs) Also, just a random note. So, like, during, especially during that, like, treehouse scene, her eyes are extremely white. Very white. And it was very distracting to me. I just didn't notice her eyes at all, I guess. Well, (laughs) maybe because I'm looking somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Mike is walking along, and his wife just comes up and hugs him from behind. And he's kind of shocked, because this is right after he got done talking to Kim. Also, so he just
2: didn't see her. so that, He didn't really
0: see her. Yeah. But, you know, he has that little guilt building up in him already. Sure. So Mike's like, dang, I'm surprised. Yeah, I think it's kind of one of those, like,
1: he started to feel guilty about talking to this college girl and, like, kind of having these little uh, little bits of feelings for her. And then his, you know, his wife, that who he loves, just pops up to uh, remind him how perfect she thinks he is and, like, just kind of wells this guilt up in him just a little
0: bit more yeah and she starts saying that maybe she wants a boy and not a girl and she can't really decide and she asks what he wants and he doesn't really know and then it cuts to jenna's parents that later that night mm-hmm. and her dad is laying in bed just reading and the mom is over at her beauty table what yeah do you the call
2: that? um oh shoot i used to know the name of those um vanity table i think yeah her vanity table
0: And she's putting on perfume for the night, which I think is weird, but whatever. I don't know how old people work.
2: Um, She just kind of has like this dead stare. Yeah, she
0: seems lost in a way. And she asks like, what would you do if I died? He gives a funny but inappropriate answer of like, well, I guess I would find my best black suit. And she obviously doesn't take that well. She was like, you know what? I can't believe myself today. I actually got jealous. I got jealous of my own daughter. Do you want to know why? I have no idea because I saw the way that her that Mike was looking at her and how much he wanted her and he couldn't live without her and I wanted that she doesn't really know how to respond to that honestly
1: during this entire scene like Jenna's dad he's just reading a book like kind of has like this I can care less kind of attitude about nonchalant the whole thing. carelessness yeah all while she's more or less having a crisis right in front of him and she he she's trying to get an answer from him to try to you know settle herself down he's
2: just not helping at all yeah, he's just kind of cracking jokes. he's like yeah I don't care so she asks a question, which we probably should have remembered, but oh well. And then he gives another joking answer, and she just gets pissed at him and just throws a bottle of perfume.
0: And breaks everywhere, and yeah. he like looks at the bed, he's like, oh great, our bed's more comfortable now. He's just
1: full of sarcasm, and is kind of in like, I'm trying to read my book and I don't really care, mo- our moment while
0: she's, like I said, kind of going into crisis mode. And at this point, we start getting a cut between everybody's lives, the whole group's lives. We get a little glimpse into what they're doing at night. The first person we get is it cuts to Chris. And he's in the bathroom with the water and the sink running, just leaning over. And he doesn't know what to do. And he's obviously panicking and freaking out a little bit. And his wife is knocking on the door. And she's like, can you please just come out here? You've been in there for 20 minutes. He's asking her, just one more minute. She says, no, 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 you've been in there for 20 minutes, I'm not giving you one more minute, come out here, please. There's pee everywhere, I can't find this binky, just please. He says, fine, I'm coming out. Turns the sink off, opens the door. She hands him the baby. She is super pissed. So he takes the baby and he's just swallowing the baby. Cuts over to, we just see this car speed up to the house. Izzy gets out of the car, then we see it's him. Knocks on the door, he's like, hurry, 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 your porch is on fire! Dude answers the door. It happens to be, as we notice now, his ex's house punches the guy in the stomach, runs in, sees his ex, like, getting dressed, is robbing up, and he starts talking about, like, how much he loves her and how he can't live without her. Basically, all of that normal stuff. I don't know if it's very normal what's no, going I mean, on. It's, it's not normal, but yeah. I would say if you're trying to get your ex back, normal. Though. Yeah, but he's doing it in a very inappropriate
1: situation, wherever, you know, she's telling him, get out, and he's just... I think the first thing I says is, he's like, I want you to tell me that you don't love me. Yeah, look me straight in the yeah. eye. and Tell and me she, you don't love me. And, and she, she looks, looks him straight in yeah. the eye and says, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> it's a positive. Well, story. I don't accept that answer. And, like, and it's very much like, it's one of those moments of he had this planned out in his head how it should go, and it was not going that way, and he had no B plan. And it was a bad A plan to begin with. Yes.
0: So Izzy's plan obviously does not go to plan at all. I love you. I'll need you for the rest of my life. She's like, I don't want you. Okay, fine, I'll leave then. And on his way out, he punches the boyfriend in the face again, (laughs) walks out. Cuts over to Ken, and he is having some freaky monkey sex with that girl that (laughs) he met at the wedding earlier that day.
2: Was it the same girl? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a different girl.
0: Nope, same girl. Oh. And all you hear is just pounding and pounding at the door, and Ken is not happy with it. He gets up (laughs) naked, and he's walking to the door, opens up the door, and Izzy's like... Ken, I need you to go on this road trip to South America with me. Will you go with me? Yes, I'm going to go with you. Really? Yeah, sure, why not? Oh, that's great. And he grabs a beer out of his fridge, and he's like, don't make a sound. Walks back into his room. Which also during this entire, like, he opens up the door butt-ass
1: naked, yeah and then he just starts beelining it back to the, like, he doesn't even close the door, he just beelines it back to the bedroom while Izzy's in telling him all this, like, yeah, sure, sure, why not? Okay, cool. like,
2: hey, do you have any ice? Uh, yeah, usually in the
0: freezer. (laughs) That
2: was my favorite
1: line in the (laughs) scene. It's great. (laughs) And then just goes back into the bedroom.
0: Uh, fun fact in this scene, not a fun fact you might want, but it's a fun fact nonetheless. He's actually naked. bare-ass naked. Nice. The only thing that he had on for the first take was a sock on his junk, but that fell off pretty quickly, so he just kept it off so nice. he's just shown it all to everybody that's fine he's in good shape why not <laughs> cuts over to mike and his wife and they're having what i would say is maybe the most normal night of everybody they're just kind of laying on the couch browsing tv she's kind of playing with his balls a little bit yeah she's like reading this
1: uh, magazine about relationship statuses and how mm-hmm. people need to be more open with each other while
0: he's just weirdly really good watching advice the from a magazine be it, honest. It's very yes. cosmopolitan. <laughs> like, it is. Yeah, it is. But it's like it's, weirdly actually good advice. Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: But it is very cosmopolitan at the same time. Like 100%. This very, very much feels like one of those quizzes that they give someone in a cosmopolitan magazine. Ten dirty tricks to make your man hard as a rock. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Touch penis. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> if I remember correctly, he's like watching the Weather Channel while she's like reading him this magazine article. Yeah, that's he's the like, lamest
2: thing possible. Yeah. That's the only channel they got. That <laughs> yeah like
0: there's
1: like the little scene she's like come on like be open with me like what's something you need to let out and he just
0: farts on her she's like no no really i want you to open up to me tell me how you're feeling she's like uh i don't know how i'm feeling she's like fine i'll start first i think we should buy a house and he is not receptive to that yeah one iota that's a pretty big jump that it
1: is, is a big pretty big jump. jump but it is with someone who he's practically married to so it's been
2: like three years yeah that's a long time for a relationship it is I don't know. I know people who are in relationships for like seven before they even get married. That's a long time. The amount of time I was with
0: Liz is an insane amount of time to be with somebody without being married. If you're with somebody that long, you can be pretty assured you maybe want to be with them forever. Yeah.
2: It's a (laughs) 50-50.
0: Oh, no. It's on the coin flip. I don't think that's how relationships work. It, that's how it worked in this movie,
1: I'd argue. It, I think it counts <laughs> on the couple, though, because there are couples like, you know, like you and Liz who were together for a very long time before they got married. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones who they were together for a couple of months and then they got and then they moved in and got married and, and started having kids like f- three months into the relationship.
0: I don't understand how they do that.
1: I don't understand it either, but it it is a thing. So this is when we get
0: the line but, that... Uh... She's like, well, I think you're a loser. he's like, oh yeah, I'm a loser? Well, you love me. And you're a
2: loser too, because only a loser can love a loser. Like, it's a interesting, like, parallel between him and the father where they just both kind of deflect things using humor. It is.
0: They're very similar in a lot of ways. Back to Ken, and mo- he's having more freaky monkey sex with this girl, and more knocks at the door. <laughs> Izzy is he still like, there drinking. He's like, don't worry, Ken, I got it. open yeah, the door. Yeah, and he just door. has like this, <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. Look, yeah. I think he even says you gotta be fucking kidding me does, during yeah. that scene. <laughs> And so uh, Izzy opens the door, and it's Chris. And Chris is basically saying, like, I can't stand any of this anymore. She just is constantly pissed at me. She's accusing me of everything. She's causing me to be so angry and stressed all the time, and I don't know how to deal with anything anymore. I need to get away. I need to do something. And Izzy's like, why don't you come with me to South America? Ken's coming. He's like, really? Ken's coming? Yeah, Ken's coming. He said he would. (laughs) <laughs> he did say he would he did he say did. he would but, but that's very if you much you can't someone, trust
2: a naked man with his word a naked man with trust? a
0: giant erection opening the door and then just walking away <laughs> who can you trust <laughs> so it cuts back to mike and jenna and they're arguing about well they can't have a marriage they can't have a house then she's like i don't want to bring that marriage thing up again because we has been brought up enough times but i mean it has to be brought up why aren't we married I told you I would get married with you when you could bring up three other relationships to me that have lasted longer than five years and besides your parents. What about the couple at the park? Ducks don't count. Why not? They mate for life.
2: You just need six ducks and then you have all three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Mike goes on to say that he doesn't want it because it seems so final. He's like, what do you mean it seems final? He's like, I don't know. It just seems final. I'm just opening up to you. I'm telling you the thing the book told me to do. I can't, you can't. How are you getting mad at me about that? She's like, you're right. You're right. You're just doing the thing that I said to do. He's like, you're right. What, wait, what was that? You said I was, what was that? You said I was right? Oh, okay, great. Thank you. And they make out.
2: Yeah. So none of it gets resolved.
0: Not really. No. And then it goes to Chris and Izzy talking and Ken walks out and he's, he's in pajamas. The girl walks out, sits on the couch. They're talking and talking and Ken's like, oh yeah, I'm not going to that. What? Like you said you would go. He's like, no, I'm not going to that. Why would I go anywhere with you? My life is perfect. He's like, what do you mean your life is perfect? You work at a bar five nights a week And then every other night, you have a new girl at home. Hey, that's not fair. I'll have a new girl every other night. He's like, you're right. It's every night. He's like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? He's like, I don't have a girl every night. Yeah, you do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Trying to deflect while this girl is listening to this whole conversation
2: that they're having. She doesn't really care, though.
0: No. She's like, you know what? He's his own person. I'm my own person. He can do what he wants just like I can. And Ken's like, you know what? Perfect. She's perfect. You're perfect. Can I have more of you? Where are more of you at? Do you have a sister? Maybe for this guy over here. I don't want anybody. And he keeps going and talk. Yeah. Is he keeps going on talking about heights trip and everybody should come with him. And everyone's just like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. And Is he like asks like, no, he doesn't ask. He tells Ken like, you're missing a giant opportunity here, and in a few months you're gonna look back on this and you're gonna see that you really missed out on this one. And he's like, all you do is go ice fishing. You know what? As a matter of fact, I really like ice fishing. And you know what, just because you're in a shitty spot right now, Izzy, doesn't mean you can come in
2: here and try and edit my life to make it shitty just so you feel better. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. has a good point. Like, this character, while he's... Well, this character really knows how to talk to people. Like, he knows the right words at all times, basically.
0: Yeah. So this is when our first little musical montage pops in. it starts off by looking at Jenna's parents. And it's a very sad song. I wish I knew what the song was called. But I don't. I really
2: like this song, actually. It was
0: really good. It, it was, was also a good song. in the OC, which was a show on TV way back in the day. It's going through this musical montage, and it's showing everybody's life at the moment. And after this crazy day and night that they've all had, basically the crash down from everything from it. it. Shows Chris, and he's sneaking into bed, and he joins his wife, and he kisses her, says that he loves he doesn't her, even kiss her. He like puts his hand
1: on her, and like she turns, like she turns away from him. Yeah, rolls away. Yeah, from yeah him. rolls away from him. Like, well, he kind of just. It seems like he was trying to give her, like, a kiss on the forehead, but then she uh, turned away from him, and so he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to lay here then. Yeah. And it does show, uh, which I guess um, Jenna's parents are named Stephen and Anna, but yeah, it does show Anna still sitting at her vanity, just, like, looking at Stephen while he's laying in bed, like, kind of
0: reevaluating her life, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Doesn't know where she stands in the world anymore. Cuts over to Mike and his wife, Jenna, and they're saying goodnight to each other in the very nice way that you do no you've missed Izzy oh I did miss Izzy yeah I think yeah was- so oh, it shows Izzy wants. and he's back he's at his parents house he's living with his parents now again and his dad is on oxygen and he just says I love you guys good night and goes good into night. his room
1: And the thing is, like, when it does show Michael and Jenna going to bed, you know, it's this nice little scene where they kiss each other goodnight and she snuggles up next to him. Mm -hmm. But then he just kind of... It does that very 90s thing of him looking into the distance. It's that very thousand-yard stare. Yeah, that very thousand-yard
0: stare of, like, he's not sure where he sits in the world anymore either. Yeah, basically this whole musical montage is everybody not having any idea what life is right now. Except for Kenny. Kenny's pretty sure. Anyways, then it cuts to the next day at work. Yes. Mike is at work, and he's proposing this new thing, this new building and architecture thing and stuff like that, and a guy's trying to make fun of him, and his boss tells this guy to shut up. I forget his name. is Ronnie or something. I don't fucking know. It I don't doesn't care. matter. Yeah. <laughs> we see that Chris also works with him, because the boss is like, Chris, uh, what do you think about it? And Chris is like, I think I'm going to leave my wife. <laughs> And everybody just stares at him (laughs) because that's not the thing you announce at a work meeting. So what do you think of this building? I think I'm leaving my wife. Mike takes Chris to the side and they're talking and Chris is saying how tired of his marriage he is. And he's always just being mocked and made fun of and made stressed out. And he thinks he's going to leave her. And Mike's like, well, how are you going to do He's like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I just know that I have to get out of this. So it's very much the answer of someone
1: who he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can't do this. anymore. I have to do something. I have to do something
0: else. Yeah. Cuts over to Mike and he's on the college campus. Um Stalking Kim A yeah. little bit A He's little creepy. bit of stocky stalk Yeah When Kim sees him She's talking to her friend She like like
2: And her friend's like There's some creep over there <laughs> Maybe Probably actually Like
0: That, that seems like The appropriate <laughs> yeah. response At that and point And Kim's like Oh my god it's him So she walks over and like, Hey I can't believe that you're here like, Yeah yeah I uh, just had this work thing She's like Oh I thought you came to see
2: me Uh no no Work thing Uh anyway What are you up to <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm just going home and he's like oh i'll drive you she's like it's very short <laughs> no, no no really i'll drive you
0: okay and get in the car and they're talking kim asks what he did once she left the wedding and mike says that he didn't really do anything She's like weddings kind of depress me so i don't really do anything like that it's just a lot of them flirting back and forth yeah really in this scene uh kim says the day was a nightmare for her and mike says yeah yeah it was a nightmare but it wasn't completely awful because he's referring to her. But it's yeah. weird because he's being—he's got to drink some beer. He's being a douchey douche. It's uh its not a great
2: situation.
1: Yeah, it's kind of one of those like if he wasn't married, it could be a little cute situation. But
2: I still don't know if I'd say that. It still seems creepy to me.
0: I don't know. It's not that far off. Like he's twenty-nine, she's twenty. That's not a huge gap. He stalked her on the campus to find her. She told him to do that. It's still She'd creepy. Be- she told him to do it. I don't know if I can count that as creepy. I would. Creepy ain't a crime. <laughs> I suppose as much.
1: <laughs> but he's not being a creep because she wanted him to be yeah. there. It is one of those things, like, it'd be creepy if he just showed up out of the blue and, like, she was just like, oh, yeah, it's like, that's just some guy I saw at a wedding. Why is he here? That, yeah, that, like, it would be creepy
0: to- if he, like, Facebook stalked her or, or when this movie was made MySpace stalked her and figure out the school that she went to and then just appeared there and watched her. That would be creepy, but she straight up told him like, "Well, you don't have a number, so this is where I go. This is where I hang out. This time, be there and look for me, and I'll be there." She told him to do that. Yeah,
2: I guess. <laughs> I don't know. She just like is just not mature enough in this situation. I would. She's argue. not, and he's no. taking advantage of that. Yes, that's creepy. I would say he's taking advantage of it, but he's
0: not being creepy. I think taking advantage is creepy. I don't know <laughs> if I would call him creepy.
2: I, like, I would call him a it's, dick, it's, but I wouldn't call him creepy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just... An, yeah, like it's a, an
0: asshole move, but it's not exactly a creepy move. <laughs> anyway, while they're talking, Kim asks if he would like to go to a party with her that night. And... was her that night? Mm-hmm. Okay. And here's another bad move that Mike did. He said, yeah, I'll go there. And so she gives him the address and a kiss on the cheek to say goodbye. At that moment, Mike gets a call from his wife asking where he is. He's like, fuck! Yeah. I can't yeah. believe I forgot. She's like, today's the sonogram, you know? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'll be there in 10 minutes. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. To himself. He, yeah, he just has a, he has a moment to himself like where he realizes that everything he's doing is wrong. Yes. So, cuts to Ken and the girl fucking again on the carpet on her lunch break. They're having weird freaky monkey sex some more. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good at the freaky monkey sex. And he, again, Ken just starts asking, like, I I, where, where can I clone you and make more of you? And she's like, I, I don't know. I have to go to to I have to go back to work, work, though. This is just my lunch break. He's like, no, 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 don't go. And she asks him, what are you doing later? He's like, hopefully you. Oh, ho, ho. well, come by to my house tonight and we'll hungry. see what happens. <laughs> come hungry. Oh. And he falls back and he's like, oh, that's amazing. That's a great day. I'm having a great life. My life is perfect. Cuts back to the campus. And it, we're thinking that's going to be more Kim stuff because it's a campus. But no, we see this old man walk out of there and it concentrates on him and then you see anna jenna's mom yeah and they start having a conversation anyway anna's like meeting up with the professor and she starts talking about how she missed him and that she wished she could see him some more it's not just implied but straight up said that they had an affair three years ago yeah and it's something that anna had kept hidden and it's this life that she had wanted to go back to and the professor starts saying like you were never gonna leave him so i got married i'm having a kid soon and she asks him, like, what do you mean? You're having a kid soon. Well, I'm having a kid.
2: Uh, no, he had a kid. Anyway, never he had blessed, a kid.
0: Yeah, Nevertheless, he had a kid with a different woman. Yeah. yeah.
2: And she asked how old the woman was. He was like, she is 35. She's
0: 35. Oh, my God. That could be my own daughter. Uh, he tells her, don't be dramatic, anything like that. Keep talking. He's like, I, I did this because you were never going to leave him. You were never going to come and have this life with me. She freaks out, obviously.
2: Well, she just, it's like a silent freak out. She, yeah. Well, she, she just kind of like by, waves the, by.
0: Yeah. She grabs him by the face. Pushes her his face into hers and they share a kiss for the last moment and she tells him goodbye. Uh this man that she had an affair with these few years back. It's a strange moment. Yeah. I don't know. It's not something that I hate or love. It's, it's just a look into this character. Yeah, I was gonna say it felt like it it was a needed scene for clarity.
1: Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Really which is something to be fair like in other movies we were complaining like there are certain movies that didn't have cl- enough clarity like they could have added this little scene right here and that would have added clarity to the moment this is one of those scenes
0: yeah this is after this she directly walks over to her husband's office where we find out that he's a psychiatrist and he is in a session right now or a therapist rather and he's in a therapy session right now with a patient and she walks in and she just immediately tells him i slept with another man what and she leaves yeah she just. i just want to let you know i slept or i slept with somebody and then walks out yeah and he's like uh excuse me i need to go take care of this for a second walks out and she's like oh that got your attention now didn't it what do you mean we just need to sit here and talk about no i don't want to sit here and talk about it i don't want this emotionless man i want meat i want a human being in front of me i want to have a real husband not this understanding human which is a really touching moment yeah really sad her story breaks my heart. Yeah, it does mine a little bit too. I
1: don't know. It's it, it's kind of one of those like she's a sympathetic character, even though like she's admitting to something that she did that isn't doesn't exactly make her a good person. But it's just yeah. like you know someone who's in a situation that they didn't want to be in, and now she's basically pushing herself out of the situation. She's coming clean with everything that she, everything bad she's done up to this point because yeah. she's just like I, I, I'm out, so I don't even care if you know anymore.
0: And so she says that she's leaving. And she's going to be packing her stuff. And he goes back into his therapy session because he still has a job to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which i hate to say that's kind of a very realistic scene of even if like you just got emotionally broken for whatever reason, sometimes you have to just pick yourself back up and keep doing what you're doing because it was important.
0: Yeah. And so she goes over, calls her daughter and says that she's leaving the father. The daughter has no idea what's going on uh, and won't explain it to her at all. So she calls her dad who is yeah. in the therapy session still the receptionist receptionist comes in thank you and she's like hey you have a call from your daughter she says it's an emergency and he says i have to take this there's like, a line here that you really like Robbie. yeah i yeah. think it was
1: like the dream
0: of like because it just make it, or it oh, just shows yeah, up the therapy session
1: is. was it was just someone who has no real problems yeah so they're making up their own problems in order to like feel in order to try to feel something <laughs> she had of a thing. nightmare
0: she was a bunt cake i think is what yeah, it was. yeah no her bed yeah her yeah. bed turned into oh, a bundt yeah. cake <laughs> Which, like, and it's cool actually. what so the daughter calls and they're having this conversation she's asking what's going on he's telling her i have no idea what's going on more than you you know it, all the information i have i can't help you figure this out they tell each other they love each other and then she says like hey i'm having a daughter by the way yeah i'm having yeah, a girl yeah, yeah we're having a girl, girl by
1: the way and he that's whenever he finally
0: has this moment where he has a soft breakdown right so we cut back to Ken later that night when he's going into his girlfriend's house. He has a bottle of wine. He immediately starts making out with her. and yeah, like She opens up the door and just automatically just mouth-to-mouth yeah. contacts I'm like the cookie monster, but with kisses. Gross. <laughs> he
2: really hated that. No, he awful. did. I was watching his face the whole time. He just had this, ugh, moment. I'm yeah, like, what? Don't ruin the cookie monster. What the heck? You keep him out of this. He's innocent. I know. <laughs> yeah. And then so they stop for a bit and she's like, oh, yeah, come here. I want to meet you to meet my parents. <laughs> Which he's like, you know what? I'm out. He yeah. doesn't say that. No, but look cuts on his face. <laughs> to, it cuts back to his bar. Yeah. And uh, it's Izzy's his, it, there. It, yes. And he's like, yo, Izzy, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> yeah it's this I'm very in. instant cut. But I love the way that they
1: did that cut just because it's like, oh, yeah, I want you to meet my parents. So I'm going to South America with you. It just yeah. instantly cuts to that. <laughs> like,
2: and it's, cool. it's a cool scene because, like, did he stay for the, to actually beat him? Did he just st- straight up bail right then? Like, my what? guess, he
1: just straight up bailed after she said, come meet my
2: parents. <laughs> I like to think he's not that much of an asshole. He kind of has the Casanova thing. I think he would beat the parents and then be like, yep, all right, nope. bye.
0: Anyway, so they're at the bar <laughs> talking, and he says he's gonna go with him. He's like, "Great, that's awesome. How much you have in savings? Well, I have five thousand. How much do you have? And he's like seven hundred. Perfect. That'll buy a lot of cheese. Or no, and I have a lot of cheese. Yeah, oh, yeah and because he of worked cheese. at a cheese company.
2: And buy. like, that's a pretty reasonable amount to have saved up when you work on the cheese. And yeah. uh, it was revealed earlier he does also pay for his father's treatments. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So Chris is at work, and his wife calls him asking if he'll be much longer. And it's way, way, way past closing time. Everybody's gone. He has the only desk light that's on. He's like, um, "Yeah, I think I think I'll be done here pretty soon." And you hear baby crying in the background, and she's freaking out, and nothing is happy with them because Chris's life is fucking miserable. Yeah, and I think it was
1: kind of one of those scenes to show that, like, because Chris's life is miserable, he's purposefully staying longer at work yeah. so that way he doesn't have to deal with his so he home just life. Avoid her. Yeah, which once again. Cutting back to my life, I've known guys who have done that who have stayed longer at work because they just do not want to go home and deal with their house life. I just don't understand and that at all.
2: Some people can't talk.
0: So it cuts over to Anne, which is uh, Jenna's mom, and she packed all her bags and she's leaving the house. It cuts over to Chris. He gets home. so I starts apologizing to him and says that they need to try harder and she's going to try harder and that they need to start making everything better for each other. Uh, Chris oh, yeah. is just staring her dead in the face and says, I can't do this. This isn't working anymore. We need to stop this. We aren't happy. This isn't ever going to work out. All we do is yell at each other. This isn't going to be good for our son. It's our son. It it isn't going to be good for our son if he just sees us arguing all the time. If we just argue and yell at each other every single day, do you think that's going to be good for him? And she's like, doesn't understand it, really. She's like, you know what? You need to get out of our lives. Then you need to get out of this house and leave everything behind. I don't ever want you to see him again. She opens the door. She starts crying. And and he starts walking that way. And you're like, oh, man, he's going to leave he walks straight past her into the nursery, picks up their crying son. Yeah. Cause he's not saying that he wants to leave or anything. He just
1: says that like, it's one of those. I'm not abandoning you guys. I just can't be with you.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's still a good father. Yeah. Yeah. He- like Chris is definitely the most mature character in the ser- in this whole movie. I'd argue. Yeah, yeah. He is. And the only character who actually realizes you have to talk to people to actually solve problems. Yeah.
0: I like Chris a whole Which, lot.
2: Yeah. He's my favorite character. I kind of, would prefer if this movie was about him than
1: Mike. I've actually had a breakup that was a s- somewhat similar. Like, you know, we didn't have kids together or anything. <laughs> I was say, huh? Hopefully. <laughs> but no, it was like, it kind of went to things weren't very good between me and her. And then we had like two good days. And during those, towards the end of those two good days, she uh, basically hit me with, so we're going to get married because I can't wait forever. And I basically just kind of looked at her. And despite the fact that we had a good couple of days, during that time, I started to think about all the bad times we had leading up to those two good days, and I was like, you know what? I can't marry you, so we might, you might as well just leave, kind of thing. And so it was very much in a similar thing, because it was one of those, like, things could have started looking up, but he started thinking he didn't look about how things could have started looking up. He just looked at all the bad stuff that led up to that moment and just realized that he stuck to his guns. So I kind of under- I understand that, in that sense.
0: Yeah. I think he definitely should have, because yeah.
1: she was a miserable human, honestly. Yeah. And, that's kind of, and it's one of those things, like, she... Basically stopped being mean to him just long enough to say like, we need to work things out. And then yeah. he uh, stuck to his guns and says like, nope, I, I still can't do this. And then she, that, that are like that nice, that facade of being nice just broke instantly with her. And mm-hmm. she went back to her,
2: her old ways. It's a very toxic relationship. It was and like oh, yeah. a very realistic toxic relationship. And that's
1: us. I think that's one reason why I could kind of see where Chris was coming from in that entire scene, which is why he's one of my favorite characters too. In that movie.
0: You know all about the Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> Toxic. Oh. What are you Cut to next morning, and Jenna and Anne are having breakfast, and they're talking about what's going on. Jenna's asking her, like, well, do you have a plan? What are you going to do next? And Mom's like, I don't really stay know. Stay in a hotel. Yeah, stay in a hotel. I'm just going to not be around. I'm going to figure myself out. And the daughter starts saying, like, well, you're going to get through it. No, I'm not going to get through it. I've decided what my I'm going to do. This is what I'm doing. There's no getting through it. And she's like, well... I think that you're just giving up. I was, I've been with him for, I've been with Mike for three years and I know everything about him and you've been with him for 30 years. You know, everything that makes him happy and makes him sad and you're just giving up. And the mom's like, you know what? Fuck you. You yeah. have no idea what goes into a 30 year marriage. So you need to calm down.
2: Yeah. Like, and I think this is actually a really important scene in the entire movie where you actually see, you see Jenna's like persona start to crack too. And it's not just like, everything is completely bad with Mike. Jenna also has a lot of these weird flaws where she thinks she's like perfectly knows Mike and knows how to tick. And it almost seems like she's kind of trying to control him in a sense with this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She does say that too. She's like,
1: Oh, well I knew Mike within 30 minutes of knowing with yeah. in 30 minutes of meeting him kind of thing. But like Anna makes a very good point during this scene. Cause you know, she, um, there is a huge difference between having a 30 year relationship and having a three year relationship. Yeah, yeah like,
0: there's a huge difference. It is, yeah, it's a yeah, very 27 years of getting to know a person and living yeah. with them and finding all their little intricacies. Yeah,
1: and it's one of those things like it's why they say there's a difference between like young love and love that's been around for a very long time because like you can get to know some person within just a day. Like, you can tell someone your entire life story in a day, but that doesn't still, you know tell you who that person is as a person like you start to learn their habits you start to know what their annoyances
0: you know what things that annoy you about them and like all these little tiny things there's a million things that you don't think about whenever you have a relationship whenever you have young and budding love the thing that you don't think about is like Well, like, what are their bathroom habits? Like, how do they shower? How long do they shower? How do they do the dishes? What's their cleanliness like? How do they brush their teeth? Do they cough a lot? How do they snore? Like, there's a ton Mm. of, like, tiny little things that you don't think about that, like, build up or not build up, depending on, I guess, your relationship. Like, these little things even build up to destroy something. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say,
1: it's kind of a... I want to say, like, a death by, by a thousand cuts kind of thing. Yeah. Cuts
0: over to Mike at work. And he calls Kim, which... Another huge step in the wrong direction. Calling the person that you are trying to have an affair with at work is a huge giant red flag. Yeah, huge red. The giant NASCAR red flag. I don't. I don't know the size of flags.
2: They don't have red flags in NASCAR. Last I checked, (laughs) mostly just checkered. Shit, you can paint it red, I guess, though. (laughs) But uh, also, I guess an important thing to note here is uh, Chris works right behind Mm -hmm. Mike Mm -hmm. and can easily hear this whole conversation. (laughs) So he's on the phone with Kim.
0: And she's doing a stupid teenage flirty thing, like saying whatever to try and make her friends laugh while trying to make him laugh. And it's just a dumb thing that I've always hated when I was younger. It's just a thing that you deal with. You don't have to. You don't have to. You could be a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're talking. And she asks, like, hey, are you still going to be coming out tonight? He says, yes, I'm going to still come out with you. And hangs up the phone since Chris is right behind Mike, Mike's like, hey, so I have this friend from college and he's having a really bad time. Who is time. definitely 100% male. Yeah, and he's having a really bad time and yeah. Jenna he he fucking just, hates him. He said like he just went through a divorce or something yeah. like that. Hmm. He's like, yeah, Jenna fucking hates him. So, and I was going to go out with him tonight, so if, I'm just going to tell around with you and immediately Chris is like, who, who is that on the phone? Who are you going to go see tonight? Uh, my friend. He's like, You're fucking around on Jenna Aren't you Immediately he picks it up He just (laughs) automatically knows What's going on Mike's not Subtle No No he's not And then Mike's like well, yeah, I'm just gonna go see this girl, but we're just friends. And Chris is like, No, 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 don't get me involved in this. Don't put me in the middle of this. I can't lie, you know I can't lie. And all the while Mike is just getting ready and he's getting his jacket and he's walking away, and Chris is like, Don't do this to me <laughs> I mean, I'm on Chris's side. Yeah, I'm yeah, definitely Chris on Chris's side about character.
1: this too. It very much should have ended with Mike saying, like, you know what, you're right, I'm not gonna do this, I'm gonna call her up and cancel this. Like, this yeah, is dumb. There are
0: a million steps in between the wedding, meeting her, and what happens later in the movie that he could have stepped out at any time and been the the, he could have done the right thing yeah there's he's a million he, parts where he, he could have knows done the right he's thing. in the wrong he, oh yeah he, he definitely knows he's a a in point. the wrong yeah.
1: and there's like yeah you said a million red flags a million signs that he should have just stopped this automatically like at the bar just kind of thing or even whenever she says like are you with somebody and he's he should just dick like, yeah like we're gonna have a baby soon that would have just ended the entire movie but it would have been the right thing to do
0: yeah so mike makes chris his alibi for the whole night <laughs> Yeah,
1: because he does go home afterwards, and he's just like, oh, yeah, me yeah. and Chris are going to go out for a little while, and we're just going to hang out. And
0: mm-hmm. It is pouring cats and dogs. It is. And rain, though, mostly rain. What? Uh, where would you see the cats and dogs?
2: Uh, off the roof.
0: Oh, okay, cool. That's where they go. That was Tom's.
2: that's going on the cutting room floor nope that's getting kept in just (laughs) just because
0: so it cuts to izzy and ken looking at rvs because they're definitely going on this road trip because yeah they're
1: going and they're seeing rvs and then while they're going out and looking at these different rvs like uh izzy gets a call yeah izzy does get a call but you don't get to hear the call you don't hear the call but he's just like huh Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be there right away. Gu- guys, I got to go. And he just starts running away, <laughs> literally running away, <laughs> which I think is funny. Which, what actually happened and what I thought happened are very, two very different things for half a second. I thought uh, what happened is his wife had an argument with her new lover and then called him back up. Yeah, that, that's, that, I, that's I where First my mind went too. automatically,
0: which w- would make it funnier. He's like, I got to go. And then yeah. literally runs to her. It <laughs> would be very funny. Then it cuts over to Mike talking to his wife later that night. And saying he's going to be with Chris and stuff like that. And she like, oh, have fun. Have a great time. All that kind of stuff. And then it's raining. Cats and dogs. And Mike and is... And water. Pick- Where did you see water. the cats? <laughs> They're on the roof. <laughs> 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 all right. So yeah, it's raining cats and dogs. And Mike and- is picking Kim up from her dorm. And she is getting soaking wet. Like, she oh, just yeah. ran he, to get into yeah, the car. Yeah, she just ran yeah. to the car, and he pulls out an umbrella like a middle-aged man. Like, oh, get under the umbrella. And yeah. she's like, nope, run to the car. he's not even holding it right. He's, nope.
2: like, holding it at an angle.
0: <laughs> well, he's holding it like, yeah, get under the umbrella kind of Yeah, angle. he's getting poured on. Yeah. So they're both soaking wet at this point. She's like, oh, my God, my top is soaked. And you can totally see everything underneath You can underneath see everything it. through it. Mike's like, well, I'll be sure not to look at it. Well, I'd be offended if you didn't look. Well, I wouldn't want to offend you. And he's like so not he particularly. Just stares at his tit, at her tits, <laughs> for like five seconds in silence.
2: He's like, "Yep, nice, okay." And it cuts to the party like immediately, right?
0: And it is not a middle-aged made, aged man's type of party at True. all. Yep, they got like Satan up there. There's Satan. There's all this rock music. There's people wiggling. and, and- Mike is
1: like just staring in, or in front of these turkeys, just kind of awkward, being yes. you know the yeah. awkward. 29 year old in front of a bunch of teenage kids at a party yeah and uh, miss college is like hey
0: here's my friends here's all my friends oh great i definitely wanted to meet all your friends this is exactly what i wanted from this situation yeah start dancing and grinding gross and cuts over to jenna she gets a call and you learn about izzy's dad passed away and she's like oh my god i have to call i have to call chris and mike right now i have to let them know so she tries calling and tries calling and tries calling and neither of them are picking up. So she's like, okay, I'll just go over to the house then. They're clearly going to be there. They would have to know about this, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, this is
1: a big deal. They should
0: be there. Yeah. And more of Mike being incredibly uncomfortable at the college party, Mike's wife is freaking out, freaking out, trying to calm still. Goes over and it cuts to, well, all of this is happening. And Anna, Jenna's mom, is sitting there about to run on a treadmill. And slowly you see her just break down and sit down and start crying, realizing everything that's been going on in her life. Uh, and this is... She like, has very much of what am I doing kind of moment. Yeah. Like, I can't... What am I doing with my life? I can't be doing this. And her her story is one of the ones that really touched me the most in this. Besides, I would yeah. say the last maybe two ending scenes. Which, yeah, I was going to say, which honestly with her, like, it's something that they did say
1: uh earlier on in the film whenever she's having that dinner with jenna that she said like you can't just start over again she's like i'm still breathing right and then she just kind of i guess during that moment realized like i can't really start over and like despite me not being completely happy with it i still had a good life like and i'm Mm -hmm. throwing it all away for what
0: yeah for what nothing yeah you have nothing left out there and so uh jenna gets over to izzy's house and she (laughs) in the background when she walks in you see chris walked by <laughs> stares at her and then walks away super quickly yeah which i didn't even notice that at
1: first until you pointed that out and then <laughs> i realized hilarious. it's one of the yeah. best jokes in the movie just because like he, it's kind of one of those you see someone you don't want to see at or at a place and go oh fuck and start running the other yeah, direction
0: because chris knows that he is not supposed to be there because he is supposed to be hanging out with mike and so he tries to make himself scarce real quickly but jenna goes into the party she starts talking to ken and izzy and she was like, Where's uh, Chris? And Mike. I can't get a hold of Chris, Chris and Mike. Yeah. Uh, are they here yet? She's like, um, well, I mean, Chris is in there. She's like, "Well, well, Mike was supposed to be with Chris. She's like, uh, I don't know. Chris is in the kitchen. You talk to him. So she goes into the kitchen, and Chris is like, I don't know where Mike is. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, What? what Which do you is mean? very, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, what did, did you... you try your house? And he walks away very yeah. nervously. Yeah, it's very one of those, like, I'm
1: guilty of something, don't talk to me kind yeah. of <laughs> yeah. mentality. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And she does, in fact, call the house that she just left. Yes,
1: and nobody answers. For, yeah, I was going to say, for every single situation that we've been in where someone was talking like that, they were clearly hiding something, and no one knew that they were hiding something until they opened their fucking mouth. And, yeah. Like, it was one of those scenes. <laughs> like he's,
2: he straight up said he's a bad liar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he this was... Is, this is really Mike's fault. He should have just had a different alibi. Or just not done <laughs> yeah. it. Well, yeah, I, this that, is one but of those... if he's going
1: to do it and be <laughs> an <it> asshole... Right. <laughs> This is kind of one of those
0: situations of it's easier to keep your story straight if you're not fucking lying to people. Yeah. You don't have to remember what your lie is if you just don't lie. Yeah, exactly. So Chris is refusing to lie to Jenna. He's like, don't talk to me. Don't talk. I can't talk to you. I'm sorry. And runs, try, keeps trying to walk away and leave and Jenna gets angry and starts yelling and she's like, who is Mike with? Who is he with? Just immediately like oh, yeah. cutting to like, he's fucking somebody, isn't he? Which she's not necessarily wrong. Right.
1: Well, it's kind of one of those things like you're trying to get a hold of your significant other and they're just not answering and this is something very important but they're not there and they're supposed and they're they it's one of those they should be there but they're not there and no one knows where they're at and there's someone who's definitely who has an idea but they're not saying anything that's where your mind would automatically go to
0: yeah to the most thing you're most paranoid about immediately and so jenna's running around trying to find chris and she walks out to the balcony and you see chris on the phone he's like jenna's here she's pissed i don't know what to do i'm sorry and she like catches chris trying to call mike and tell him tell him what's going on she's like who's he with who's he with do you know he's like i don't know not not with anybody i don't know she's like, who is he with i don't know a girl he met at the wedding she's like, what i don't know i've never met her he's like well what what do you mean what are they doing are they fucking how long have they been together i don't know they met at the wedding there's friends his friends i don't know i have to go i don't I'm sorry. think he
1: said that much i think he's just like i don't know like because she he he was, she was automatically he said like know. who is like who is she? Who is or who is he with? And he's like, I have no idea. I don't know who it is because he, he didn't say anything there as far as like the only thing that he told him is like, oh, yeah, some friend that are or, or some friend that's going through a divorce. That's all he said to him. So he has yeah. no idea who's with. He just automatically assumed like you're fucking somebody. Yeah. Which he kind of was in like, the right to assume that. But yeah. like yes. he has he has no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah. So it cuts to Mike and Kim and they're leaning against the car and they're kissing and making out. This is when they have their first official kiss. Yeah. After all of the, which teasing. right before that too, like
1: one thing that he says to her is like, "You make me feel ten years younger," kind of thing. As like this yeah, little, and she's like, "Oh, I'm seducing a younger man," yeah. Which is like this little flirtatious moment. Which once again, if he didn't have a pregnant wife on the side, this would be a cute little moment. Yes, <laughs> it would
0: be. I, I, feel, I don't. Know. I, I, you I, think I he's way creepier than he is? I think. <laughs> Maybe it just is weird. Like but, like are- this, like it's a it's nine years yeah. and they're consenting adults. I don't think that's creepy.
2: I just... I mean, some of it probably is just the mixing with, also, he's... Like, he has a wife, but... He's a douche? Yeah. He's 100% a douche. <laughs> that make
1: Yeah, that makes it a dick move. Like, that makes him an asshole. It doesn't make it creepy, though. I
2: don't know. It's just some of It's just how she acts about it. It's just creepy to me. <laughs> how she acts about it? Yeah. She is extremely immature in that, like... I just don't like it. Okay, <laughs> so back to the movie. But- so they're kissing, and then she clearly wants to keep this going. And he's like... I don't know. And she's like, you clearly want to have sex with me. And he's, he's like, like, how can you yeah. tell?
0: And she like reaches down to his cross. She's like, I can tell. Oh, okay. And she's fondling him and they're kissing some more. Like, I can't do this. Coming out here, doing this was wrong. I did the wrong thing by doing any of this with you. I need to step away. And well, she, he should have stepped away about a hundred steps. She have stepped away yeah, at
2: the wedding.
0: Yeah. Um, but he doesn't. She's like, you know what? I just got, I need to take you home. Yeah, And so they start driving home. Jenna's still trying to call him, gets her to the dorm. And she pleads with him one last time yeah. saying like, just come up to the dorm with me. Which to me, this, this felt like a
1: very pivotal moment. Cause they were saying like, this is the, the dorm. Like you're clearly not happy with her and you can be happy with me. I can make you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she mean- actually tells him, why don't you leave her for me? Yeah. Yeah. She straight up does say that to him. And says, like, you know, I, I can make you very happy. We can be very happy together. All you have to do is just say yes. Just say yes to me this one time. And then he's like, I'm sorry. I can't do that. And She's then... Like, okay, all- see you later. yeah and then, Okay, see you later. Like, the fact that she was just like, <laughs> okay, bye. Like, right away. That speaks a lot to her character. It's a game to her, almost. Oh, yeah.
0: So, at this point, Jenna has gone home already and she's crying and she has been constantly constantly trying to call Mike trying to get a hold of him trying to ask what the fuck is going on leaving him countless and countless messages and finally Mike gets a call and the first thing he hears is who the fuck are you with and it freaks him out he ends up almost hitting a car crashes into this tiny twig of a tree on the side of the road he's like fuck Jenna Jenna what's going on I'm sorry I can't explain I didn't... and she's like fuck you who are you fucking and throws the phone it's across like, the room yeah and he's like, "Fuck, fuck! I knew this would fucking happen. I knew that this would fucking happen." And he backs yeah. away in his little tiny car that <laughs> doesn't get damaged by the tiny tr- twig of a tree. It's a pretty
2: big car, so I'm not surprised. It, it, it's a Prius. It's a Prius. It's a small. That doesn't mean anything. A <laughs> me. Prius is a they very They said it was small small a van. It's not could, a van. I thought they said it was a van at the start. No, it's a twenty thousand dollar hybrid. Hmm. But yeah, so he he like speeds back to his house. After that, he gets to the door, Jen asks what Mike
0: was doing, and he had a moment here to again come clean and just say exactly what happened and everything could have worked out much better, but he I lies. Don't think, I, think, I don't think
1: it would. Yeah, I don't think so. I think, in my opinion at least, her getting to his house after finding out that Izzy's father died and finding out that no one knows where Mike is, I think at that point it, or is whenever they hit the point of no return. It's yeah. e- I would say either that point or the point wherever um, Chris tells him, don't do this. Whenever he's like, you're fucking around with somebody at the office. And yeah. he's like, just say that I was with you. And he doesn't agree with Chris and sa- and goes and does it anyways. I think that might have been the yeah. point of no return. Yeah. But, but, like but Mike
2: this- instead was, no, you know, I was with Chris. Chris, He's doubling down on his life. Yeah, yeah, gets he gets a is. call.
0: <laughs> and he gets a call immediately. He's like, this is Chris right now. You can ask him. He opens the phone, puts it to his ear. All you hear is... Jenna knows everything I didn't tell her and hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jenna's like, "Is that Chris? Let me talk to him. What's he say?" And Mike is flabbergasted. Yeah, like his entire is, life. How could again.
2: my master plan of this fails. is one of those?
1: <laughs> he is stone cold busted, and there's no way of getting around it. Yeah. Moments. Jenna's super fucking pissed. Rightfully. And, oh yeah. Yeah. She's very much in the right about being pissed about all of
0: this. And she just keeps asking, "Who are you with? Who are you with?" Slaps him even. And, and he's just trying to play damage control at this point yeah and he's like it's he's like she was just a friend it didn't mean anything and then she's like is she prettier than me He's like no it's just she's just a friend i don't know what to tell you and she is everything is escalating more yeah. and more and more and she's like i am three months pregnant and you're already trying to fuck other women and he's just like saying things happen i don't want to tell you like things happen not to me they don't <laughs> And she, like, grabs a knife, she starts threatening him with yeah. it, saying, like, get the fuck out of the house. She's like, really, Jenna? Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, get out of my fucking house! Which, and he starts yelling, fuck you, Jenna! Fuck you! Fuck you! As he slams the door yeah. and
1: leaves. Well, uh, I think within that scene, too, if I if I remember correctly, during this scene is whatever she, she kept accusing him, saying, like, you're fucking somebody else. And he's like, no! I did not fuck anybody else! And... She asks him like, oh, well, what happened then? What happened between you two? And he says like, I kissed her. And that's when she pulls a knife on him. That's how I remember it. Which is just kind of one of those like, okay, nothing happened, but I kissed her. You motherfucker kind of scene. (laughs) So it's like one of those, he could have calmed her down, but because he was being like, it's better that he was honest with her, even if it was too late to be honest with her. Yeah. But it's one of those like, he chose the
0: wrong time to be honest by saying after she calmed down that he kissed her. And so while he's in the car trying to reassess his life and figure out what his next step is, he gets a call from Kim.
3: Yeah,
1: And I think it's kind of one of those, uh, I feel like it's a scene of like, maybe I can calm her down still. Like, but it's just one of those, he's on his last leg in a sense. And like, he's looking for a sense Mm -hmm. of comfort at this point and that whenever he gets this call.
0: Yeah. And she's like, Hey, don't say anything. Just listen to me. Just, I need you to come to my dorm and talk to you. I need somebody to talk to you. I promise I'm not going to try to kiss you or make a move on you. I just need to talk to somebody, please. He says, okay. Cuts to Anne in front of their house and she's just walking around and she's looking at Steven just kind of sitting there living his life in this little moment. And he doesn't look happy. He kind of has this thousand-yard stare himself, like he doesn't really know what he's going to be doing with his life or what he's supposed to be doing with his life. He seems to just get this feeling about himself because he looks over to the window, he walks out, turns the light on, she stumbles off back into the shadows, and he's just staring out and he says, "Anna, Anne? And it's just a small little moment, but it's really yeah. nice. It's kind of nice,
1: but it's, I think it's her trying to reevaluate how she's gonna get back to her old life mm-hmm. in a sense and but she's not still quite ready because whenever he notices her she start that's whenever she backs off back or back into the darkness which if you look close enough in the scene you can see a silhouette of her in the darkness I mean, so she's she, wearing white yeah so. yeah <laughs> also,
2: I thought this was kind of a callback to her initial stuff with him where she's like if I died would you even have noticed so yeah. she was watching him and realized he actually was sad yeah he fact. was sad. yeah he
1: was sad and he's just kind of trying to reevaluate, like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Seeing now
0: that she's out of his life. And so she kind of gets her answer right there. Mm-hmm. And realize, like, oh, maybe I fucked up. Yeah. Cuts over to Mike, and he's at Kim's dorm, making that slow walk to her dorm. Knocks, and she says, hey, I promise I won't touch. I just want to talk. And they and, start making yeah, out. Yeah, they just
1: immediately start making out.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, like, rabid monkeys, like he might have learned from Ken at some point. And start... You're flying, you
2: just watch them have... He just watches Ken have monkey sex? Yes. Maybe. I see. Okay. (laughs) And so they're going crazy, undressing each other, doing the whole thing.
0: And he gets on top of her and they're kissing and they start the sex. And wakes up next morning and he's just in the dorm room and he's like, fuck, what did I do? Yeah. Just just the look on his face.
1: Yeah, it went from... uh, kind of guilty to super guilty because like i said it seemed like he was in this moment of like he needed comfort and then he found comfort in the wrong place and now that he's had that comfort now that he had that moment he's now realizing the gravity of the moment and
0: he's just kind of yeah has that fuck what did i do yeah i need to leave and then like starts leaving the dorm let try sneaking out yeah and then when he gets to his car he realizes fuck i forgot my keys tries to go back up to the dorm and she's like Not you're gonna go- say goodbye you can't wait to get back to her can you like, listen, I love her more than anything or something like that, right?
1: Oh well, first of all, he he tries deflecting the situation again. Yeah. He's like, He's hey, hey, like Oh yeah, I keys. had this thing at work but I forgot my right, keys. Like right. I, I didn't want to wake you up.
0: And she's like, just promise you'll call me? Yeah, of course I'll call you. And she pulls the keys out of her pocket, yeah.
1: gives him the keys, he leaves. Well I think the thing about this scene doesn't he give her a kiss too? on On the the cheek cheek. on the cheek but nevertheless a
0: kiss a kiss on the cheek
1: so it's kind of like this little reassuring moment for her which he shouldn't have given her that on top of the many 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 mistakes (laughs) he makes that that was another one and it's a bunch of little small mistakes that he makes that just lead up to this huge gigantic firework of a mistake this big dumpster fire that he's now sitting in the middle of and like, but yeah, like just that kiss on the cheek and reassuring her like, oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'll talk to you
0: again. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Wife has left her house now. She's packed up and she
2: pulls up to her parents' house and she's crying and freaking out. Well, her mom's there. So wasn't there a scene of the mom coming back first? Yeah. Yeah. The mom he, comes back first. Yeah. And the dad like smiles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Well, I think it's one of those things because she says earlier in the movie, like you never that look that Mike gave Jenna you never give me that look and at that scene whenever she comes back
2: he gives her that look finally because
1: he's just glad to see his wife again
2: but mm-hmm. well, yeah so, so jana yeah. shows up and her mom is like oh no what's wrong and jana's like hugging her and can't speak because she's crying Actually, we
0: did mix some stuff up here because my notes were bad so after the anna thing uh mike pulls up to his house and he's trying to get in and it's locked Uh, Oh, yeah, that scene. And Jenna's packing her bags. I was going to say that, like,
1: because wasn't there that scene where she was just like, don't worry, next
0: time you come here, I won't be here. And basically just arguing, saying they need to work this out. All the neighbors are listening. He's like, let me into the house. And neighbor, like, open, like, hey, everything all right, Mike? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot my keys.
2: Let me into the house. You're having our fucking baby together. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: actually really funny. Just the whole neighborhood's
2: watching him. Yes. And
0: everybody knows exactly what's going on. And so Jenna storms off, obviously, goes off to her parents' house, and you get this montage of them just kind of being sulky
2: and sad and being sad and stuff. And they have some stuff with the friends, too,
0: Yeah, so at this point, you see all of them just sad sitting at the bar while all the sulking is going on. Mike gets this call while he's doing some sulking. He's like, Jenna? And Kim's like, hey, it's finally you! And he hangs up immediately, because it's just not what he wanted to hear. Cause he's, he's just trying dick. to avoid Kim at this point. Yeah. He's like, I made this mistake. I need to try and just get as far away from this mistake as possible. But Kim doesn't see that. Cause she was given all the signs of that. He still wants something to go on with her. Cause she still thinks that this is a different situation than it is. And then Ken, Izzy and Chris head out for their road trip very early in the morning. More of Mike sulking a montage of Mike and Jenna sulking. And then it, go, it cuts to Mike at work and he calls Jenna's parents and is asking like, Hey, is she there? Yeah, yeah, she's there. She's like, okay, I'm coming over. Do not tell her I'm coming. And he she, goes
2: to leave his work. She was, doesn't even say
0: that much though, because like, no,
2: she's just like, uh, yeah,
0: because like he calls up and like the mom answers
1: and she's like, hey, is Jenna there? And she doesn't say anything. And he just takes it as a sign like she's there, but she doesn't want to say anything because her parents now know what's going on. Yeah. And he just says, just don't tell her anything. I'm coming over. Yeah. And He's, then hangs up the phone and
0: yeah, starts to leave for work. And lo and behold, Kim is waiting for him at the front door. And he runs into her and she's like, hey, I made you this thing. I made you this great. Uh, mix Good CD, thing. has all these songs on it. It's, oh, I'm playing the flute. You're going to think it's so stupid. And very college kid. Yeah, very, very college kid. Um, trying to have a fun relationship like a college kid would do. She's just trying to have it with the wrong person. Yeah. So he's like, hey, listen, Kim, Like, I can't do this with you. This isn't, I lied. I did a bad thing and I lied to you. I am in a relationship with the person that I love and I want nothing more than to be with them. And she is having my baby. And she's like, whoa, wait, wait. she's having your baby. Yeah, she's having my baby. She's like, why didn't you tell me this earlier? And she is broken and heartbroken because this
2: relationship she thought was budding is not. I don't really get why this was her breaking point personally, though. Like, why is the baby the point of no return for her? Because she thought
0: it was just some girlfriend.
2: Yeah, she thought it was some girlfriend. She thought that oh, he, she okay. thought he was unhappy in
1: a relate yeah, because he had been telling
0: her the whole time he's having this crisis. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So, so she just
2: thought like like he's just couple an unhappy relationship. relationship problem. Yeah.
1: She didn't think that she was a homewrecker at the time, even though she was, because uh, her perspective of the whole situation was off because of what he are uh, because he didn't tell her the whole story.
2: Right, I do forget how little <clears throat> she did understand yeah if this
1: movie was from her perspective like this whole scene would be jarring yeah not yeah. that
2: i really condemn
0: her or uh condone her actions um i do like that it shows here that she doesn't realize how big of a mistake she was making throughout the whole thing though uh, until this moment she's like oh there's a baby involved there's this big relationship this isn't just a small little thing yeah this is her moment of realizing that and this is the last time you see her um so mike goes over to the parents
2: house uh the mom tells the daughter that he is in fact coming yes yes um so the daughter kind of runs to her room then it cuts over to ken and izzy
0: and they're dropping chris off at the side of the road and he's like so uh how long are you guys gonna be making fun of me for this he's like oh for the whole trip and then izzy's like uh i'm not gonna make fun of you at all uh, i think there's a bus stop four miles that way though because <laughs> chris has decided that he is not going to take this road trip with them he's going to be a responsible adult yeah
2: well also he does understand like his limits He understands that this actually won't be healthy for him, and he's not getting into a better relationship by doing this.
0: Yeah, he's not—and it's it's not going to help him and his son. It's not going to help anything. It's just going to—it's running away, and it's not what he needs right now. So he grows. Well, definitely. He's always the mature one. Well, and to be fair
1: with something like this, too, like, for Izzy, like, there's nothing there for him, which is why he needed this trip to begin with. I guess in a sense he's probably running away from his dad's death, but, like— he really he doesn't have anything he doesn't, yeah, have, he doesn't anything have anything left anything. he doesn't really have anything left kenny is very much running away
0: ken I wouldn't just say wants he's have sex away. i wouldn't, i wouldn't even say that i would say he's trying to figure out what his life is maybe because he he thought that he had this perfect life and he was dreaming this bachelor but really he just didn't know what he wanted he didn't want commitment but he didn't want not commitment either he also has nothing to stay there for i mean before he had a fun girl to stay for and
1: whenever things got to
0: yeah whenever things got too serious he ran away from that yeah so it's but just they're trying to figure out who they are now yeah. so doorbell rings and jenna off the balcony says it's over and she's like asking what he wants he just wants to talk because mike's at the house now and she's yeah. like i don't want to talk to you and then the mom's like i'm gonna go out and get him mom says let him in and then she's like well wait let, let me go talk. talk to jenna real quick again so she goes upstairs starts talking to her daughter and steven and mike start talking Steven's like, what in the hell were you thinking? And Mike's like, I got scared. I didn't know what I was doing. He's like, yeah, apparently you clearly didn't. Um, And this is
1: very much a, it's very much a scene of somebody who knows that he did wrong. And the person he's just kind of throwing our salt on top of the wound of it for him. But yeah, it is very much kind of almost, it's almost like a, a talking that he needed very Earlier, Oh, he needed it much earlier. Yeah, much earlier. Yeah, exactly. But it's happening now. Yeah. And so it's just one of those like,
0: dad's throwing shade at him, but it's very much deserved. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, this thing that she said you did, did you do it? And it's slow hesitation of whether Mike is willing to admit it or not. And finally he nods. Yeah, I did that thing. Yeah. Then he's like, but. I'm not going to do it again. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. You're not going to do it again. Everybody says that. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm really not going to do it again. Isn't the point of life is that we're supposed to be able to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. And he's I'm like, just... did you never make a mistake? And the dad's like, no, like, never well, if... once. You never made. You never faltered. And he looks some yeah. straight. Well, in the it's eye. not even so much. He doesn't yeah.
1: say you've never made a mistake. He says like, he said it was temptation. It was some brunette at the uh, at the wedding. He's like, you've never faltered or ar- faltered from your relationship. You've never fallen to temptation. He's, he's like, like no, nope.
0: no, not once. It's like, really? And Mike is shocked that he's yeah. never done that.
2: Mike just really wants to be the victim in his story, and he's kind of has to come to a realization that he's not.
0: Yeah, but he does come to that realization. A bit, yeah. And Mike says he will he loves Jenna more and more, and he loves and he realizes how much he loves her now. Steven's like, oh, yeah, you realize you love her so much now. He's like, yeah. And he's like, the world is full of people saying they love each other. Love doesn't mean anything. If you're not willing to do anything, if you're not willing to put in the work, then love doesn't matter. What are you willing to do? Mike says he'll do anything in the world to get her back. Dad says, well, then it's very simple. Just do whatever it takes. You can't fail if you never give up. And so it goes back to the mom talking to Jenna upstairs. And tells her, life is gray. Everybody lives in the gray. It's not black and white like everybody believes it to be. They basically start talking about like how things aren't just always good or things aren't just always bad. There's this weird middle ground where everything has to live in and reside. And
2: I kind of like it because it's kind of almost like the inverse of their initial uh, conversation at breakfast Mm -hmm. Yeah, where the mom was like trying to be the independent person. And the daughter was saying, no, you need to get back. And then it, it comes back to this where the mom's the one who says she needs to get back. And the daughter's the one who's not willing to.
0: Yeah. Mom says, don't be so quick to walk away. Um, you need to go down and face and figure out what's going on, figure out who you are, and figure out what you really need to do. And the dad tells Mike that the only thing that he has to do is tell her the truth. If you lie, you will lose her. And so Mike takes that to heart. And mom says finally that you're able to go up there. Mike makes his way to his wife that is hiding away in her childhood bedroom. And Mike says, she lets, well she lets him in first. And Mike says, very first thing, right away, it's never going to happen again. And she starts asking, like, how could you do something so awful? How could you do this to me? And he just says again, I was scared. I saw my entire life laid out right in front of me, and there were no mysteries. Everything was just written out. I knew exactly every single step that was going to happen in my life, and I got scared. She says, oh, and you know now? You know now that you love me and you want this more than anything and not before? He says, yeah, now I know. It took this, me doing this horrible thing, to know now that this is what I want more than anything in the world. It took the surprise that I was asking for to realize that I uh, wanted everything to be written out for me. Yeah. And she's like, last night, were you telling the truth? He says, yeah, last night I was telling the truth. You were telling the truth last night when you said you didn't sleep with her? And he's like, yes, I was telling the truth last night
1: when I said that I just kissed her. I didn't sleep with her. But then I went back. Yeah.
0: And she's like, fuck you and slap. So it's
1: once again, one of those, he calmed everything down. Then he told her the. He was full completely detail. honest yeah. though. He was completely honest, but it was one of those. He was. Com- I feel like it was one of those. He sh- should have just said it earlier. But this is a underlying theme of the movie. He yeah. should just said these things earlier. I don't think him, dealing him saying with that earlier would actually. No, no, no. no him telling anything, the truth though. earlier, kind of no. just been honest from the very yeah. start. like he, he was, yeah, if he was, like the magazine said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he was upfront and honest. Uh, and said the whole truth to the people that he talked to with Kim and Jenna since the very beginning. None of this would have happened to him. And he's learning it now at the wrong time.
0: Yeah. And so she storms off, starts running away. Mike's running after her, trying to get her attention, trying to get her to stop and come and talk. And she's not having any of it for great reasons. Gets yeah. in the car, speeds off. He's running after her, says, I love you. Gets in his car, speeds off after her as well. And the parents are still sitting there just on the porch. Anne puts her hand on Steven's chest and he rubs his chin against her and just have this little moment of connection saying, like, things are fucked up, but at least we still have each other. Yeah, and I, get it. I didn't get it as things are fucked up, but we still have each other. It's things are fucked up, but they're starting to get better. Yeah, could be taken that way, too. So,
2: uh, Jenna drives back to the house.
0: And he follows her very close behind. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: She gets in and she locks him out again.
0: Yes. And... He says, "I love you. I don't deserve you, but this is our home, and I'm not gonna leave this porch until you talk to me." And he sits down on the porch. Cut to Chris at home, and he's walking, and he knocks on the door, and he's like, "He says he isn't coming back, but he is going to be his son's dad." And she says, "Great." Hands Chris the baby, the diaper bag, and says she's incredibly tired. If you need anything, if he needs anything else, call her. So he has his son. Yeah.
2: And I really liked, I was really worried that they were going to have him get back with her, but I'm really glad they actually let Chris understand what he wants, but not have to do it by getting back into this toxic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, he can still be a good dad, but he doesn't have to
1: be with her. Yeah. Which is a very, I feel like that's the best thing that could have happened to him is the way that Chris's story ended.
2: Yeah. Well, again, it's, I just, and I a reason I'm afraid is because I think a lot of times Hollywood is kinda scared to do those kinds of lessons. They are, because it is it's more real, in
1: yeah, my it's opinion. It's not the fairy tale. It's, yeah, it's not the fairy tale want. ending wherever like things are things are just gonna work are because Hollywood magic kind of thing or, you know, it's one of those like they had a couple bad days and now they're gonna make it work out because they love each other, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, mm-hmm. this is a toxic relationship and they they don't love in each a, other. Yeah, in a sense it was kind of in the same as the blue valentine like they probably shouldn't have been together to begin with because even earlier in the movie he's uh, he did he did state saying that i wanted things to work out between me and her and i thought that if we had a baby together that maybe we would work it out which it didn't happen that way which, and a lot of couples try that they, yeah, s- they see yeah, problems in their life terrible. and they
0: try to have a baby to fix it, and just obviously it's not going to work because yeah, that's not how life works no and so shows Mike sitting on the porch and it's nighttime and Jen is turning off all the lights, getting ready for bed, and she turns off the porch light, leaving Mike in the dark. And you get a montage of Mike on this porch. And yeah. he's just sort of sitting around, just being there, just yeah. waiting to be let back in. All his neighbors are noticing that. He's sleeping on the porch one day and his neighbor like gives him some water. He's like, It's sparkling water here. Yeah. You're dying of thirst, obviously. Um and he's just sort of sitting around, more montage of him on a porch. And Jenna walks, wakes up in the morning. And she's, like, figuring out how to leave for work and how to get out of there. And she uh, walks by, ignores Mike on her way out. And he's asleep on the porch. And when she's sneaking past him, slams the door to wake him up when she gets back home that night because he's yeah. asleep on the porch. Mike is cold and he's shivering at Shivering and he doesn't have anything. And uh, Jenna throws a blanket out to him so he's not shivering and dying to death. By the way, um, I did. I do like the whole thought of dying to death. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> Freezing to death, my bad. <laughs> Jenna's dad is driving by essentially to check on them, assumedly, and he sees Mike out on the porch and he just gives his little smile like, okay, you're you're doing it. Yeah. You're actually going to live up to your word. Yeah. Great. And he smiles and he just drives off. That's all you need from It's one of those, yeah, it's one of those little things of like you're doing whatever it takes yeah. moments. Which like, I don't know why, but like that part makes me tear up a little bit. It's just like in a happy way. A similar scene in a weird way is kind of
1: like in a, those kung fu movies wherever they have that montage of, like, you know, they are they start off bad, but they're slowly getting better and slowly yeah. getting better, and the mentor <laughs> yeah. looks at him and is like, good, good. Yeah. It's kind of the, it's the same
0: energy. Yeah. And so Mike is asleep on the porch, and Jen is leaving the house. And in the morning, and while she's leaving the house, she drops a turkey sandwich, just a slice of turkey, two pieces of bread. That's it. But she gives him something. Yeah. Gardening and it's, Nate,
1: sla- it's kind of a Or sla- uh, She drops, like, right on top of his head, too. But yeah. it's... But it's it's better than nothing.
0: Better than nothing. Uh, Mike is kind of exhausted, just sitting on the porch. Gardener sees him and fills his cup up with water. Thing of Chris just taking care of his son, living in Ken's house. uh, Just kind of living the dad life.
2: Um, That's the house he said he was going to. Yeah, he said he was living with Kenny for a little while.
0: Yeah. And then Mike on the porch in the pouring rain. And he's sitting against the door. And you just out of nowhere just hear Jenna say, Remember the day my grandmother died? Remember how they let me in so I could kiss her goodbye? There was a pain in my heart that day I'd never felt before and never felt again till now. Mourning the death of the single most important thing in my life. That's what it feels like. Us. And Mike goes on to say, they're not dead and she doesn't have anything to mourn. They just need to go back to how they were. And she says they can't. They can't go back to how things were anymore. And he says, okay, fine. If they can't go back to how they were, then maybe we need to make something new. Maybe we need a new us she says she doesn't know if she can he says i do she doesn't talk it seems like everything is kind of broken and done and mike says they have to try and they're sitting there and sitting there and jenna just opens the door walks away and mike walks in lights turn off the camera pulls out and cuts to credits
1: which i wasn't a huge fan of that like i like that little uh, talk that they had between the doors at that but him just walking in and cutting to credits it felt like kind of a non-ending like
0: it's it was no it was meant to be open-ended but it felt just like a non-ending to me. i really like the ending because it i think it does it doesn't do the thing that you was just complaining about like how it's everything is wrapped up in a nice little bow and everybody gets what they want it's not that it's there's a chance it doesn't mean it's going to work it means that they have a chance right Uh, and
2: i personally wanted it to end when it was doing, like, the zoom out from him being like, I'm going to wait on this porch. I prefer that because I think that's a lot more open of an ending. I, I honestly know. would rather it yeah. end there. I like it. It would like have been more ended. open-ended, but
1: I think it's one of those they want to give people a sense of closure with that ending. I don't
0: think it really even gives closure. I just It gives a
1: small sense of closure.
0: Yeah, it, it does. I just like that it says, like, there's no guarantee this is going to work, but there's a chance. Yeah which I, I do kind of like, I do kind like, of like at
1: least they're going to try kind of thing. But like, I feel like it was almost like I was expecting less of a, I don't even want to call this a happy ending since it was open-ended with
0: it, but it felt like it was happier than it deserved. I guess I just don't think
2: they're good for each other at all. I don't know. They've been good for each other yeah. throughout the whole movie. And yeah, movie. it's not
1: that they're not good for each other. It's that he messed up and he messed up bad yeah. in a way that it's, it's right. going to
0: forever affect their relationship. Like all the scenes that they've had together, they, they had good chemistry and like the two actors together had good chemistry and they were good together. Like they never had arguments to her. Like they just weren't coming back from it. They just had normal talks. Yeah. And they did have
1: like, his friends did tell him early on in the
0: movie too. Like she's perfect.
1: Yeah. Kind of for yeah.
0: And shows. he
2: threw that away and I don't... I think he, he made just a fully threw that away. I d- I think it's just like people make like, mistakes. Like I agree I with... don't think cheating on your spouse is like oh it's a silly little mistake. Like it's not a little mistake, but I it's don't... a mistake. <sighs> just like the way like I just think like there are some mistakes that don't get like oh you just got to apologize. It's and not just it, an apology. It still like feels like that. Like just how much they give him a bone, especially the parents. The, they have went through the same thing. What do you mean? They got through it. I don't think they really should have, in my opinion.
0: I disagree. <laughs> I disagree wholeheartedly. I just don't. You just don't just worse. give up on something. I don't think it's a matter of giving up. I think it's a matter of like some things are just awful but it's not awful. Like the parents, they didn't have an awful relationship. They have been together for a long time and she herself made a mistake and she (laughs) didn't realize the mistake she was making. And she tried to double down on that. And then she realized later that that was the wrong thing to do. And Steven was very understanding and they worked on it. And they said at the end, like, yeah, they're still working on it and they're going to work through it. And I think that it's nice that, Mike has this situation to where he realizes the horrible, horrible mistake he made, and he wants to work on it. And they even say when they're talking through the door, like, if we can't go back to what we were, then maybe we can be something new. Maybe we can work to be something new.
2: I don't, I just don't know if I think he actually deserves
0: that. Uh, he, besides the one mistake, it is a big mistake, but he, hasn't, he didn't do anything else. It's, <laughs> he wasn't, like, a horrible, abusive person. He wasn't a giant dick. That's not, like,
2: the, that's not the limit, though. Like, I don't, like, it's... A horrible mistake that he just kept rolling into and he knew every step of the way that he was making a mistake and he never stopped. That's the part that yeah, really he gets made me. the
0: mistake. Yeah.
2: He just kept going. He knew he was doing it wrong the entire time. But I agree with his speech that he's having with Steven of like,
0: people are allowed to make mistakes and learn from them. It's just like, there's a severity of mistake.
2: Like when it's people learn f- make mistakes and learn from them, I don't think it's to that extent how just awful and vile it was so what i think is
1: what it is is i think e feels like he got off way too easily is what he's trying to argue with this
0: am i right yeah but i feel like what e wants is like he thinks he was the most vile human in the world i
2: don't fucking think he's the most (laughs) vile human in the world i think he's a fucking awful person Ooh, we're getting a little heated here but he's not the worst person in the world (laughs) that's not what it is There's not, oh, if you're the worst person in the world, you don't deserve anything. There is a fucking gradient of this shit. But just because he makes a mistake doesn't mean he doesn't deserve forgiveness. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve forgiveness. i, don't, I just Yes, think you he, are. No, I think
0: <laughs> she specifically doesn't have to forgive him. She doesn't have to, but she loves him and he loves her. You're just how taking the relationship is. variant out of it and saying this is a mistake. He doesn't deserve this anymore.
2: <laughs> it's just not this one thing. It's how long this mistake goes on and how much... Like, even towards the end, I'm not even convinced he won't make that mistake again. I am. I'm not. I mean, I guess to try my little two cents in on it. (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh, okay. I'll I'll go back in my corner.
1: (laughs) But no, um, I feel like it's one of those he made a big mistake and he realizes it and he's never going to do it again. And I guess in real life, I've seen similar situations and it's one of those, like, that's always going to be a key in their relationship now, too. Like... They could possibly make it work out for the long run, but that's always going to be like a little bit in her mind. Like Every single time he stays just a little bit late at work or every single time that he goes out with his friends, what is he really doing kind of thing. And that could be something that like they could, they could make it work out. They could are, or it could always be such a burden on their relationship that it just are ends up eventually killing him because of this one mistake that he made a long time ago. And that's my two cents on it. So it's one of those, like, I do feel like he did get off a little bit easily on it. Because usually, like, you know, someone just flat out cheats on their spouse. Like, that's the end of it.
0: I think he was lucky enough to be in the situation to where he had older people, like her parents in the situation, who have gone through the same thing, are going through the same thing. And so they're more understanding of it. Whereas a lot of those situations, you have these older people, like, you made this mistake, you deserve to burn. Right.
1: And that's, I think I see a lot of that, too, is, like, you you made a mistake, you deserve to burn kind of things. But then it also goes off of, like, I've seen different tiers of this, too, like me and you had a mutual friend who I'm not going to name on this podcast, but they cheated a lot on pretty much every single person that they ever dated. And it was a very much a a habit. And they always had that sense of like, I'll never do it again. I'm sorry. I learned from my mistake. And then they do it again. And then there's maybe a handful of people who cheated once and then they realized their mistake and they never did it again. And so that's why I say it felt a little bit too open-ended because like, you you don't know what's gonna happen. No, you it. don't. And but so it just kind of deserves
0: a chance to make it right. Yeah, and I wrong. agree with that. Yeah. But like,
1: I think part of what it is is it felt like a huge buildup to like you know they're gonna try to make this work out and then it just ends automatically. So I think it's I think that's what makes I, it more honest. I mean, it makes it more honest, but it's just a very buildup, 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 end kind of thing. That's why that's kind of why that ending irked me a little bit. Like it, it's not like I get what they're trying to say with it, but I think it's it just ended too abruptly, in my opinion. E have you calmed down at all?
2: Not particularly. But...
1: <laughs> fair.
0: I just don't agree with you, E <laughs> Well,
2: that And that's makes fair.
1: Two I, I, so I think, think it's looks... both of you got something very different from this movie, which is fine. Like, that's
2: kind of art is the interpretation of yeah. it. I mean, I know a lot of it probably is just I'm not a relationship person. Like, you guys said, like, you can relate to these people, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just can't at all. So I just see it as this, like, series of events. And I don't have, like... Oh, well, if you really love someone, you can forgive awful things like that. Because to me, it's just like, they did a shitty thing and I don't really see why she should forgive him for that.
0: Because they love each other.
2: Right, that's the that's, thing you're
0: leaving out of the equation.
2: That's because I don't have a way to get it in the equation because I don't know what that feels like at all.
1: Yeah. You're seeing it for the black and white of the situation and not like the Which is, I think colors. Another
0: of thing of what the movie is. It's not about the black and white.
1: No, it's not. This is very much the gray area of relationships. Yeah, it's the whole message of the movie. It wasn't until he saw this brunette at the wedding that he was dishonest with her. Yeah, he was not,
2: because even at the start, when he just isn't honest with his feelings, he can't tell her that he doesn't really know what to do about this baby. Just stuff like that. So
0: that's Yeah, that's the moral of his story is honesty and communication. And that's a huge relationship thing that we've been talking about all this month is like, that's the keystone of a healthy relationship is being able
2: to communicate. (laughs) I just don't. I think he'll just fall back into how he was. at best I, and disagree. I know it's open-ended
0: one of the, the conversation that uh anna and jenna have in her room is jenna says he did the most unforgivable thing and 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 Anna's like unforgivable like it's it's not unforgivable anything is forgivable like there's no thing that you can just say like i will never forgive you for this or i can't forgive you for this i very much disagree on that statement you can forgive I've... anybody for anything yeah you can and I think it's
1: one of those things, too, because like, uh, I guess a little bit of a personal thing with it, too, because I talked about in the last podcast how my parents got divorced and it was a whole big, messy situation. But I also realized that, like, my father was on drugs the entire time. And so, like, I've learned to forgive him because I realize it's not worth being pissed off all the time about with that whole situation. Like,
0: the thing that I've lived by is that in order for you to be a much happier person and to have a fuller life... The best you can do is forgive everybody. It doesn't mean you have to forget the things that they've done, or never, or never learn from the, or situation. never learn from the things. But you can forgive them and then continue to move forward. Yeah, there's things that. that my parents have done that I'll never forget them doing it, but I can forgive them for and move forward with my life and not have that on my shoulders the rest of my life.
2: Uh, it's just a difference in our how we live. Then I'm the opposite. I think there are just stuff you don't have to forgive people to do. I don't think you like I just, just think that, that just
0: makes you a bitter person. I don't want to I don't want to live as a bitter person personally.
2: I just don't think you have to forgive everyone for everything. I think you could just it, I, feel all, like that's I just think, a think you could continue opinion. your yeah. life. Just a difference of opinion, yeah. I guess. You don't have to I don't even think you have to be bitter about it. I just don't think you have to forgive it. I
0: think that it would breed bitterness just having all of these things <laughs> that you won't forgive people for. It, it just builds up to all these walls that you're building up for yourself. Yeah. that's such a bitter way to live. I can't do it.
2: Sometimes you just cut people out of your life and that's fine too. You can cut people out, but you can still
0: forgive them and then cut them out.
2: But I don't think you have to forgive them to cut them out. Forgiving them isn't for them. It's for you. I get that. I'm just saying, I just think you could just end something without forgiving someone about something then every time that it's,
0: that person comes in your mind you just have that
1: yeah it's not emotion if you don't forgive them it's actually it doesn't end because there's always yeah that
0: bitter emotion that's attached to it i was angry for a long long time about things that didn't matter maybe they mattered at then at that moment but ultimately they don't matter and if i still had that that would suck there's a lot of small little things from people even people that I've cut out of my life there's people that I have cut out of my life but I forgive them for what they did because I'm not that person anymore and they're not that person anymore and we don't have to talk but I can still forgive them and move on with my life and get that off my shoulders but that being said this podcast is actually getting a bit too long so we should probably start you're getting a bit too long well I have a couple of fun facts that I can shove in there nice one to uh, say here real quick for uh, Izzy there was a, originally a story, a much larger story, like 15 yeah, more Yeah, I was going to say, I movie. feel like there could have been a bigger
1: story with Izzy. Yeah, there like, was
0: like 15 more minutes of the movie that they ended up taking out because it was about him and leaving his family business, which was the Cheese Factory, and then how his dad was dying and stuff like that. And it just concentrated more on his story, and they ended up cutting it out because they said it didn't flow with the rest of what the tone of the movie was. To be fair, out of everyone, in a weird way,
1: Izzy had the most depressing story. Yeah. Not only did he... You know, not only did he have a divorce with his wife because his wife was unhappy, mm-hmm. which made him even more unhappy. His father was dying around that time and he ended up having to quit the family business for that. Like his, in a weird way, is the most depressing out of the stories. Yeah.
0: They said they took
2: it out because it did take away concentration from the main protag. I, like I still think his is probably the one I think still stands with even how little we get from him sometimes. It's very touching. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, cause you just kind of see snippets into how he deals with stuff. Yeah. And while it's not entirely healthy at points, it's like, I don't think I think more for him.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's just one of those, it's enough to know that he was in a bad situation and doing something, uh, doing something sporadic, like just going to South America on a whim is Mm. probably the most healthy thing he could do in that situation for himself.
0: Yeah. He just needs to do him. Uh, Another fun fact the whole ending porch scene uh, is said that Zach Braff worked on the script and that he tweaked the dialogue a little bit and he also claims to have like written that ending porch scene entirely so the whole climax of the movie is he takes yeah. credit for that one mm. Zach um, Braff flexing yeah pretty much um this movie is actually based on another movie called Le Ultimo Bossio. I don't I do not think I'm saying that right I
2: think Ultimo Bossio.
0: Yeah came out in 2002 they bought the rights to the script and this is the American version. This is an American oh, okay. remake. So that's something. I guess yeah. Early two thousands, it was pretty popular to have American remakes. Of, yeah, yeah. Foreign films. Um, I would say that the critics probably agree more with E on their take of the movie. The aggregate is forty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, mostly negative reviews, saying that the uh, film didn't feel funny enough and it didn't feel heart- didn't feel heartfelt enough.
2: Um, Maybe. Oh, it was funny. I don't know if I'd say it. I didn't think it was funny enough. Yeah. Um, I felt like
1: it was pretty heartfelt, honestly. Like, it is... I, th- but th- I, th- I think it was both. Yeah. I think it... It did have some very funny moments, and it did have some very heartfelt moments.
0: I feel like it had both of those things. Yeah. I thought it felt... It thread the needle pretty well. Yeah. But it just didn't mesh with critics at the time. So, now the pressing news for me personally... The film's budget was $20 million and worldwide gross in theaters was 16. Worldwide? Worldwide. Wow. So it did not make its money back. So it's super bummed, Which is then. why it is difficult to find streaming, and difficult to buy to mom and pop. Yeah, it's...
1: So it's one of those movies that, like, they're like, oh, it fell flat, so, like, we don't need to... We just need to forget
0: about this movie. Pretty much. Thing, which... <laughs> um, but let's get over to the ratings of the 1 out of 10s, Robbie. What do you got? So I did... Like I said, it's...
1: I think my biggest gripe was the ending of that movie. But other than that, I did very much enjoy this movie. Like all the characters are very relatable. All of them had a very good story behind them. Everybody felt important in this movie, which is probably one of the most important things that they could have done for the movies to make everybody feel like their part in the story mattered. Right. Including the strippers.
2: (laughs) 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 Why would you point at me? I wasn't even good. I forgot there were strippers in the movie. I I had to remind you about it. (laughs) I had to remind you. Um... But no, like everybody felt like they
1: were important in the movie. Like, I guess even if they weren't, they felt like they're important in the movie because even the fifth friend who you see him at the wedding and that is it. Like it's still like if it wasn't for his wedding, this whole movie would
2: have are kicked off to begin with. So mm-hmm. I even like in the, the implication way, that with that friend, the reason he's not in the movie is because he's probably happy. Actually,
0: yeah, yeah he's on <laughs> his honeymoon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's everything in a weird way felt important about it. I I give it like an eight out of ten. Because okay. I did like the movie. Like, it just... It did have its little flaws here and, there,
2: here and there. All right. E. I think I said this towards the beginning, but I like every part of this movie except for the main part, which is, of course, the main Mike and uh, Jenna story. Mm-hmm. If I, this is a
1: video game, you'd play all the side quests and just avoid <laughs> the main quest.
2: Maybe, like... I honestly think I would like this movie a lot more if you just switched Mike and Chris's roles. Like, if Mike was more of the background character that you got to see glimpses into and Chris was the one you followed, I think I actually would have really enjoyed this movie. But with it as it is, I personally would give it a 5 out of 10. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. I really love this movie a lot. I think that we have talked endlessly about my reasons for liking it, so I won't go on too Yeah, I was going to say we... Um, So I really, really do love this movie. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 as well. Uh, I highly, highly recommend it to anybody who just loves kind of the anti-love or the little sad, romancy things at all. Uh, 8 out of 10 for me. Okay. Uh, and I think that is going to do it for us on this episode, gentlemen. If you want to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook and Twitter, The Last Ones In. If you want to shoot us an email, let us know anything. Tell us what you thought about this movie if you decide to watch it. If you agree with E or Robbie
2: or me... I'd be so surprised if people actually agreed with me.
0: (laughs) I (laughs) wouldn't be too surprised. I have a
2: very specific reason why I didn't like a lot of this movie Yeah, that I don't think a lot of people will have.
0: Yeah. Anyway, if you want to shoot us an email to talk about that stuff, it is thelastonesin at gmail.com. On Twitter... We have Schnee Undead doing all the art for us this month. It is fucking gorgeous. Please, if you are listening to this, go and give him some love. It's amazing stuff. We have one more episode coming out this month. It's going to be out next week. I'm not going to spoil what movie it's for. Uh, we also have two guests coming on that we have planned out already next week. It's going to be a very interesting episode. I hope it doesn't go for five hours. Hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up because we're going long in the tooth and it's real late. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. We will see you and talk at you next week. Have a good one. Bye.
2: I feel like actors could just like actually get away with murder and then no the one would There are out.
1: cases where uh they there are actors who have gotten away with murder are basically got like the equivalent of a slap on the wrist for legitimately murdering someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like um oh, I can't think of his name either. There's another Simpson. He's um, not an actor though. Famous actor in the 80s and 90s uh he had vehicular manslaughter on his record and he literally has served no time for it. Cannot think of his name right now.
2: I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I don't remember his name. Oh, Matthew Broderick,
0: wiggling and dancing their ghibli little bits everywhere (laughs) like they're turkeys. Gobble gobble.
1: (laughs)
2: Just, okay. Like, to be fair, your reaction to that joke made you laugh more than the actual joke. As he was going, I I just saw it on his face he knew that wasn't going yeah, yeah, where you know, he wanted it, it to he, go. It wasn't going where he wanted it to go, but it still broke him. He, he had to. He had to like finish it. He just
3: knew. <laughs>